Hey everyone, welcome to Snarf Talk with Chris and Jerry, and this is our podcast where we give you a behind-the-scenes look as we create a comic book. We're going to talk about TV, movies, comic books, and hopefully have a lot of guests, other writers, creators, and friends. Um, check us out at snarfcomics.com. You can check out our blog and follow along with everything we got going on. Also, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Snarf Comics, and please subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. Enjoy the episode. I was not prepared. Sorry. We're back. <laughs> Hello. How about it? This is no- another kind of monumental uh, occasion. Not kind of. This is a milestone. It is. Everyone basically is a milestone, but this one. That's right. If, that's a good that's a very positive way to look at it. Every right. every episode's a milestone. It is. It's a stepping stone towards our bright and powerful future. It, right. It, you know, underline powerful. <laughs> uh number 30. If you're following along, number 30. Yeah, we're almost to my age. We're in the 30s here, uh, Christopher. We'll be there in a while. We're almost to my age. We will reach my age before yours. So. Well, you don't have I to mean, brag let's put about that, it. Let's put that in there real I, quick. What's it like to have less wisdom than me? <laughs> what's it like to be closer to being dead? <laughs> huh? Well, we never know. Well, you do. Well, we never you, know. That's true. That is true. <laughs> Good point. I don't want to get morbid here. But we're back. We are fresh off the heels of a Snarf Talk Take Two baseball team. Oh yeah, tournament yeah. finale. We did. Let's talk about that a little bit. So, tournament week. Um, that is for our baseball teams, like Pinto. Now, this is like one league ahead of. This isn't the official Snarf Talk team. Tebow. It's just no. like the semi-official Snarf Talk team. Right. So I have coached two teams this year. One was a T-ball team with. Uh, you know, with my me. kid and, and Chris and Chris's kid. And I coached as well. Correct. On the T-ball team. But then I also coached my older son in a league above T-ball, which is where like kids actually pitch. You keep score. It's an actual baseball it's game. It's a real baseball game. It's legit baseball Um, with with a little bit of rules in between. Like you can only get so many pitches. The last one, no the walks. one we had last night, which we won, was quite heated. It was a quite heated debacle. It, and it was all because um, their umpires didn't seem to know the rules. Yeah. And the problem is is that the rules for our league are posted on Tri-County's website. Got to so follow the rules. It literally tells you how to play the game on the website. And uh, there was a couple of missteps you know, on, on rules. Kid missed for space completely. On a, He hit a triple. He did. It was a legitimate triple. He almost hit the fence. With had the ball. it would have been a legitimate triple had he touched first base. Right. Um, and then it was appealed, and you know you lo- you you're out. When you snooze, you lose. Yeah, you're out. And uh, the other team didn't like that. No, um, I got quite heckled on my way out of the ballpark. Did you really? Yeah. And the, and Mike, the the head coach of the team, was getting heckled over at third base, and they said, "Oh, make sure you follow the rules." Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think that's a good point. I uh, mean, there's good points on both sides. They are six and seven year olds. I get it, but it's also a like a teaching league. Like this is a level that you teach them baseball. Yeah. You know, like once it gets to higher levels of baseball, it's 
that's when the players should know rules as well. You know what I mean? And it's a little bit easier to follow the rules to begin with because the players know how to play the game. Yeah. At this level, I mean, if you let a kid, if you tell a kid to just run straight, he would run all the way out to the fence. Yeah. You know, they wouldn't know where to stop or where to go. Like we're literally the entire game telling them stay on the base. Like they're running to second, stay on the base. Don't get off the base. Like they could tag you. Don't get off. Yeah. Like they have no idea that they could be tagged just because they are six and seven year olds. So in order for the game to be played properly, it is really the coaches like role, the solemnly sworn duty to make sure the game is played correctly. Jerry is a bit of a rule follower folks. And you should be. And I'm a bit of a rule breaker. You are. You're just such a rebel. But anyway, it is tournament week. We were, we got to pass the first round uh, because we were seated high enough. We were seated 10th out of 20 teams. And then um, first game we played was second round. We won, advanced to third round, which we played tonight, and then got pummeled. Yeah. If I'm going to lose, though, um, I knew almost every kid on that team. Yeah. It was Seneca. Like, I knew the coach as well. Oh, yeah. All friends of ours. So, it's all in fun. It doesn't make it better, Chris. (laughs) You can't (laughs) win in everything. I know. You're right. We could have played a little bit better. life lesson. Um, Yeah. I don't know how much better we played would have changed things. No, they were, I, I just um, wanted it to they be were an older team. They were bigger all, kids. All of them, except for like two or three players, because I was talking to one of their coaches for a while after the game. That's what kind of set me behind. And uh, he was saying that there was only like two kids on the team that hadn't was it was their first year in Pinto. Everyone else was second year yeah. player, gonna be in the third grade. And our um, team was probably more than half. There's three kids on the team that have played more than one year on yeah, so on almost not so. Yeah. Well, and you could tell those so, kids were absolutely. And better. and next year will be will be that team next year most likely because the kids will be older. Who knows? You know? Who knows what the teams will be? The, no, but I mean the majority of Pinto League next year will, will be, be second older. year players yeah. because all of Keith's team was basically first, first year years. players. Yeah. So yeah, it'll be fun. Next year will be really fun. That's the Snarf Talk baseball update. Right, we are done for the season, but we do have an All Star. Uh, an all-star uh, weekend or like an all-star tournament that we can put teams together uh, for that. So I think we're going to get one together for that at some point, but that's in July. Yeah. But most of baseball fiend. Yeah. Fiend. So we're back. (laughs) That's French back in the snarf talk. Well, I mean, T ball's still there for a few more weeks. (laughs) One more week, right? Uh, I think two. Two more weeks. I think Ah, two more weeks. This week and one more after that, I believe. I'd have to go home and look at the schedule, but it's like a long season. It is. It they start. Grady Grady's first game for Pinto was April seventeenth. Yeah. So and T ball didn't start until like like May fifth or May. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so that's long. Anyway, that's exciting. You guys, it was. It was really fun this year. You guys really missed out on the pre-show because um, Jerry, by the way, seems to know every single word to the song Ground Control to Major Tom. Yeah, it's just ma- it's Space Odyssey. Is that what it's called? Yes. It's David Bowie, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's a very odd thing to know every word to. It's a phenomenal song. I think everybody should know it. And it was in like, uh, well, it's probably been in a million movies, but I remember it from Mr. Deeds. Mr. Deeds, huh? Yeah. You, but, you've seen that movie, right? Uh, yeah. You better have. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of the name story. of the town. Um, oh. Uh, Winchester Fieldville. Wi- Winchesterton Fieldville, Iowa. 
Iowa or Ohio? I can't Iowa, I think. W- yeah. Winchester, Tinfieldville, Iowa. Little Winona Ryder. Yeah. She's good looking in that movie. That was a good movie. I love it. The very, very sneaky. Story. Yeah. That guy, he's been in a lot of movies John too. John Turturro? Turturro. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's in uh, Big, Big Lebowski. Lebowski. Yeah. He's the guy. They're Nobody making, fucks with the Jesus. I'm pretty sure they're making a movie based on him. No joke. I just heard this. This is news. That seems un- unnecessary. I think they're making. The max. No, I think they're making a movie based on him. Is it Coen Brothers? We're gonna have to look it up. I'm not sure. I can't. It has to be. I don't it's know who movie. else it would be, but yeah. uh, that I think that'd be really cool. Because there's a backstory we'll to him that they say in the movie, and I don't remember what it was, and like how he gets to that point of hmm. where he is. Yeah, I don't know. He's he's good in Mr. Deeds, though. I think he's hilarious, especially yeah. when he tells him to take the fire poker and to whack his foot. Because Mr. Deeds has that black foot. Yeah. Because it's like frostbit and dead. And he tells him, like, give it a whack. There's a there's a new Adam Sandler movie on Netflix. I watched over half of it. Okay, well, we'll save it. Yeah. What we're, what we're, what we're watching. Because it turns out, um, at this point in my life, if I sit down and, and am in a, like a reclined position for longer than four minutes, I will immediately fall asleep. Yeah. I cannot keep my body awake That's anymore. That's good. To a point. You shouldn't force yourself to stay awake at the end of it. It's a like day. my favorite time though. It's like what I look forward to yeah. in the day. Oh my god, me I, too. <laughs> I I do everything. Everything's fun. Like I, I have fun in my life. Don't get me wrong. Like it's not all like super stressful and and ridiculous. We are very busy, but when I get home and have that time after the kids go to sleep, Amy normally goes to sleep too, but I always ask her to watch a show with me. Um, she's just She just knows the fact that I'm also going to fall asleep, and she probably will too. So what's the point in staying on a couch when she can go straight into the bed? Right. I hate watching TV in the bed. Oh, really? That's what I do. The reason for it was because I always said, I'll immediately fall asleep if I go in the bed. But now, it's like role reversal. I just fall asleep on the uh, in my chair. No joke. I started a show last night. We'll talk a little bit about it later. But I started a show last night, and I can't tell you anything but the opening scene. <laughs> and then when I woke up, four episodes had played. I hope it's not the show that is my one and, you're watching. Well, it doesn't matter. I mean, I haven't really seen anything besides the opening scene. Literally, the opening scene is the only thing I remember. Hmm. Yeah. Well, sad. That's pretty exciting. <laughs> is it? Is that exciting? <laughs> I don't think it is. You know, last episode that we did, we did um, what was it? A top, the top, uh, the top, top ten, 10 animated anime. superhero. That was movies. that was really fun. That was a good episode. Gosh, I had a really good time with you that. You guys are so in fun. for a real treat. A week ago. <laughs> yes, you were treated. A you week were ago. treated. You're welcome. Yeah. Okay. If we don't get handwritten thank you cards for that episode. We had some new listeners oh, to boy. last week's episode and What did we? Yeah. Oh, um they Who that? Um just a couple different people and they both well one of them I asked how how he liked it. He hadn't wa- listened to it before and he said he likes it when we talk about normal things. <laughs> <laughs> well, what we talk about is normal to us. Yeah. <laughs> He said, I don't care about the Ant-Mans. <laughs> well, we don't really discuss Ant-Man too much, do we? Right. 
Anyway, they, I he can liked our, to He him, liked yeah. our uh, drug war on drugs discussion. Oh yeah, that was a good that was a good discussion, I guess. Drugs. Yeah. Um. Hang on, I'm reading a meme that was sent to Snarf Comics. Ooh. Uh, Web page. Fan mail. And it's a it's a Batman meme. Uh, posted by Blaze. You know you know who you are. It says Alfred that sandwich was awful. He says, "Do you know what I did to the last person that said that to me, sir?" What? Hired a junkie to shoot her and her husband in an alley. <laughs> what? Oh, he's talking about his parents. <laughs> yeah. Now I get it. Oh man, that's not nice. No. That's not funny, Craig. So, <laughs> gosh, why would you do that? On that note, um, Jerry, you got any news? Uh, got any exciting news? No. I got no, a couple start it. pieces of news. I'm going to search for some, though. Yeah, I got a couple pieces of news. All right. Um, All right. One is that uh, mm-hmm. FX's beleaguered Why the Last Man adaptation has a new showrunner. So remember, if See, you remember scary. correctly, they were in some hot water because the showrunner ra- left over creative differences. Yeah. But we don't know. Maybe it's because that showrunner is a piece of shit and FX wanted to make something good. Yeah, that could be. So the new showrunner now is Eliza Clark. What does she do? Um, I've heard that name. She did TNT's Animal Kingdom. I don't know what that is. Mm-mm. And AMC's The Killing, which I never don't know what that is. No. Um, but... Um, FX has said that she's an enormously talented writer and producer whose ambitious vision for why will only enhance the mystique and allure of the powerful story. I still don't think Brian K. Vaughn is um, is part of it or not. I don't think he's part of the um, show, writing or producing or anything. Ugh, I don't like that. I don't really like that it's on FX at all because no. I don't think you can do it justice. But you know what? We'll give it a chance. Yeah, I, I'm absolutely going to give it a chance, and whether I don't care where it airs, I'm going to watch it yeah, because for sure. I have to. I mean, it's in my bones, it's yeah. in my DNA to watch that. Um, but the good but thing is, even if it's it gonna sucks, be the greatest so thing in the world is just the comic book, which absolutely. you can get right now. Yes, absolutely, and it, that is the full vision, and it's a very cinematic comic. Or, oh yeah, I shouldn't even fr- call it comic because. I don't. Even, you're not going to buy single issues of it. You buy the trade paperbacks on right. Amazon, and I think there's ten volumes, maybe. Yeah, I believe so. so. And it's uh, it's oh, gosh, it's just so phenomenal. But that's, but I worry because when you see something that is, or when you've read something that's so good, and then you're going to see it in real life, like it's going to come to you in a real life form. I want it to be the exact same. Yeah. Well, at least it's not going to be a movie. Right. Because that wouldn't work at all. It would never work as a movie. You'd have to have literally like a 15-hour movie. movies. It, this is what my point the other day that you completely argued with me about. And uh, Mr. Blaze, who just posted the Snarf Comics Facebook page. Which you guys should also post. Um, yeah, absolutely. If you want to be a part then we of can our discuss, fun community. Because then we can discuss these things and heckle you live on air. Yeah. Um, but you argued with me that theaters won't ever suffer from streaming shows. And I said, basically, uh, the theatrical release of movies will definitely decline, not necessarily go away. It'll never go away, but it'll never be the same because streaming shows and movies are going to completely 
overtake and encompass our like entertainment world. It won't be, I think in 15 years, about 15 years at the longest point, maybe 10 years, we're basically only going to talk about streaming shows and it's not going to be about any big theatrical releases anymore Well, because Disney's going to have a huge platform. AT&T and Warner Brothers, whatever, will have a huge platform. Uh, obviously, like, you know, every animation studio is basically under Disney or Warner Brothers or Universal. Well, Universal. They'll have a platform that they're going to put out streaming stuff on. What what do they benefit from from sinking a shitload of money into a theatrical release when you when it comes out to marketing and stuff? When you can put it on your own platform, have your own marketing team, which is basically a website designer, and and be done with it, and then you're, you're guaranteed to make money off of that. Well, I steadfastly continue to disagree with you because I think the proof is in the pudding. And um, But you had just m- said to me, mov- why are we doing movies anymore? Well, for <laughs> certain stories. I mean, for certain stories. Okay. But for what movies are good at, so continuing franchise storylines like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you can't do something like that as effectively and they make massive amounts of money because they're events. So event cinema is not going away. Single. Movie theaters will continue to improve and they will ten- continue to cater to the experience um, rather than, than... And you've already seen that, at least in a metropolitan area, where they just keep improving these movie theaters. Eventually, they'll go more to the 40X and stuff like that. But... And you're big... But, I mean, they're, we're getting blockbuster after blockbuster. I mean, we're going to get Toy Story 4. Aladdin was just out. We're going to get Frozen 2. I mean, we got Endgame. We've got big franchise movies that are going to continue to come out, and they make ungodly amounts of money in the movie theater because they're events and they're franchises that have history and have a fan base. Yeah, but do you know what these companies are thinking? When you can release that movie on your own platform and not pay a movie theater a cut and not pay half of the studio budget. It only works on if they marketing. charge a ticket price for that movie. I think that's what they're going but to do. But if they just include it into the streaming that's monthly not, service plan, that ain't going to generate near the amount of revenue. No, they're not going to do that. I guarantee you they're going to have the regular streaming service with whatever's on there, but then those big budget blockbuster movies eventually are going to come out on their streaming apps for a price but it'll be available to everyone if you pay for that movie you can watch it without a a subscription to like you don't have to pay for their their streaming service you could just buy the movie through their streaming service for that one time right like a rental yeah amazon does yep like renting it yeah i don't (sighs) that's what's gonna happen i'm telling you and we're going to you won't see them go away. They make billions of dollars. But it's going... The box office. And you're going to make even more because you don't have to give a cut to that to the movie theater. Well... Or, or to your marketing campaign. Yeah, I guess if they're going to get... Well, you're still going to market it. You still have to market it. Not as heavy as you do with a theatrical release because it's just all online. I mean, one thing that you don't think about is the hype that movie releases produce and movie theaters produce that may yeah. not be as big in releasing to home video and also the amount of merchandising that that drives yeah as far as toys and other things it's going to take time but pretty soon we're going to be basically living in a uh, a VR world like in ready. a barbie world yeah i'm a barbie girl 
Uh, like like yeah, Ready VR Player is, One. VR is going to change stuff. We're going to be like Ready Player One, where you put on your haptic suit. Yeah. With your haptic feedback. With suit. your uh, virtual reality goggles, and you just sit in this movable chair, and you walk on a treadmill, and that's going to be our lives. Yeah. And that's how we're going to talk to Which people. Which I think I'm going to buy. I think that's my uh, present to myself. A haptic suit? For life. No, I think I'm going to get an Oculus Rift. Oh, they have a Oculus something else called now. Yeah, they have um, one that's a standalone where you don't need to connect it to a computer. Yes. I don't want that hot garbage. I want the... It's like the new and improved. I don't know if the graphic quality is as high. You don't think so? I got to do some more research on this. I know nothing about virtual it's reality. It's $400 for the headset that connects to your computer. I already have a VR-ready computer. Oh, really? I don't like the fact that I would only be able to use it in my office. Yeah, that doesn't work completely well. not good at all. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I can see people walking in, like wanting to talk to you, and you've just got these big goggles on, and Chris just turns to him like, what? People what, do walk in now, and they like try to talk to me, and I don't even look up. I just don't like, nope. <laughs> really? It's not my department. <laughs> no way. I'm not the people person here. You don't do that. Uh, you look up and talk to them, and then you direct them t- across the table to Marley. I look up at them, and then I go, why are you talking to me? Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. You're like, have you seen how much it's rained this I'm year? I'm becoming a bit of a curmudgeon. Ooh, a curmudgeon. In my old age. <laughs> I got some more news right. for you. Um, if you want to. Um, so, it was released, since we're talking about TV... Mm-hmm. Which is our favorite, my favorite anyway. Oh yeah, the full Ooh. comic book television release schedule for the next three years. For who? For everybody. Holy smokes! Okay, I'm not gonna mention a lot of them because a lot. Of, oh, first of all, I'm not even gonna talk about the currently airing section. Okay. Unless there's something that we don't possibly know about. Which? Yeah. The first would be um, Winona Earp. I don't know anything about this. It's on Sci-Fi apparently in season three. I don't know anything about that either, um, and it a, sounds stupid. A bunch of uh, animated stuff, of course, that we probably don't watch too much. Wait, it, that's not based off of like like a Wyatt Earp. Apparently, it's based off a comic book. Child, love child of Wyatt Earps. Well, I don't know, but it's mm. based off a comic. Apparently, okay. Here's some that I didn't know was going um, in on Hulu, and season two is One Punch Man. I heard this. It's an anime. Yeah, thing. I heard it, I but as soon as I heard it was anime, I was like, yeah, I'm out. One that is something that I've heard great things about, which I haven't watched at all, is Krypton, which is on sci-fi. I believe it's also on the DC app. It is on the DC app. I've seen it. I was thinking about watching it. Okay, 2019 stuff. Um, obviously, we know about Pennyworth, which is coming on Epic. Yes, that looks good. I don't have Epics, but... I do not either. Um, Batwoman, we've talked about. Um, everything else is, you know, that a lot of CW stuff. Black Lightning, Flash, Arrow, Supergirl, etc. Um, unspecified 2019. And I don't know some of these. Okay. So, Stumptown on ABC. Heard of it. Cannon Busters on Netflix. Have not heard of it. Um, Watchmen, of course, we've talked oh, about. Yeah. Harley Quinn on DC. Yeah. Heard that. Um, season four of Winona Earp. Man, this show is just rocking and rolling. I, I, we, we're going to have to know the premise of this. Kengen Ashura on Netflix. That must be an anime thing. 
Um, I, I would assume. Season two of The Tick on Amazon. Did you ever watch The Tick? I didn't watch the first season. It's only on season two because I feel like it's been out for a long time. I do too, but um, apparently they're having a lot of problems. I think they've canceled it. Oh, really? The showrunner wants to keep it going. Can't find any takers. Oh, man. Yeah. That's too bad. But I used to watch. We didn't support it. Well, correct. We didn't. And I, but I used to watch the TV, uh, the animated TV show when I was a kid. Yeah, I love the animated the show. And I watched the live action show, the Fox show with Patrick Warburton. Yes, I did watch that too. You're right. And I just can't get over the suit. I don't. Yeah, a live it, action suit is really meant, hard to watch. It's meant to be cheesy. No, I know. But the, I. The Amazon show looks amazing when I see the trailers. I just haven't. I tried to watch. The first season, I watched a couple episodes years ago, because sh- the first season's probably been out for two or three I years. I think it's been about a couple of years, yeah, at least. And it didn't grab me right away. No. Um, I, I don't know. I like the animated show more than the live-action yes. show from the 90s. That, I loved I think it does it does better as an animated show yeah, I did. myself. If it was like an adult-oriented animated show, that'd be good. Um, apparently, The Rocketeer um, on Disney Junior. Oh. So I don't really know what that's weird. all about. I Man, I would have liked that. We're... Almost out of Disney Junior days. I'm yeah. Not, I, well, I got Jet, I guess. Um, and Graham's probably got a couple of years left in it. Yeah, but. he's only two. He's got a little while before I can transition him. Um, in 2020, um, I didn't know this cartoon was going on on Disney XD, but um, Spider-Man: Maximum Venom, really? season three. Um, so season one, Snowpiercer on TBS. That was a movie, and it yep. was not good. It's based on a French comic. I never saw it. Uh, Falcon Winter Soldier on Disney+. Plus. Um, Ghost Rider Season 1 on Hulu. They just keep bringing it back. They keep going. They keep going with the Ghost Rider, even though it gets terrible reviews every time. Well, this I is, like a, the this first is a show. It could be better. Yeah, I like the first movie. We had talked about it on a previous podcast. They did it but... great on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. They had a whole Ghost Rider season. It was phenomenal. Yeah, that's and what you said. That ABC owns me. Hulu, so maybe they're using that same character, that same. It would guy. be smart. It would be smart of them. Um, Hellstrom season one. Don't, don't know what that don't is. Know that. Star Girl on DC Universe. Ghost in the Shell on Netflix. Um, was a big fan of that movie. So you were because uh, it got bad reviews. Anime movie. Oh, old okay. Movie. The the, the yeah, live really, action was. I never saw the live action. Wanted to. That was uh, Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, too wasn't it? Yeah. Yes, it was. Hilda, season two. Um, Why, season one. Wait, Hilda, the animated show? I don't know what that is. Because we watch a Netflix... The boys watch a Netflix show called Hilda. Okay, probably, because it's season two. It's just a, a cartoon. Okay, I don't know anything about it. It's She's funny. It's good. Why? So I'm assuming that's Why the Last Man. Yeah. Why wouldn't they just call it Why the Last Man? I don't know. Stop See, it. that right there bothers the hell out of Terrible. me. Terrible. Don't change it. Uh, that's coming in 2020, apparently. It's perfect. Untitled third Walking Dead spinoff series. Yay. In production, Katie Keene on CW. I don't know what that is. No. Nope. Big Hero 6. Oh, that's already been out. Um, Resident Alien, season one on sci-fi. Raising Dion, season one on Netflix. Woke, pilot on Hulu. Get woke, bro. Come on. Here's one that is season two. I watched the first season. It's uh, End of the Fucking World on Netflix. Did you see that show? No. It was pretty good. Really? Yeah. Yeah, you should check it out. And they have that in the title? No, it's like F asterisk 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 ink. Really? What, th- tell me the premise of this real quick. Um, Is it the end of the world? I don't remember. Exa- no, I don't remember exactly. It's a, I'm going to say it was British. And it's like a younger guy and a boy, whatever. And he's like a sociopath. And 
I don't remember the premise. I don't remember it, but I remember liking it. Okay. I don't think it's based on a comic book, though. Uh, they're saying it is, Christopher. Um, the show is based on Forsman's mini-comic, which were collected into a graphic novel. We should do a mini-comic. Um, the eight-part program premiered um, uh, in the, on BBC, so that definitely... It, it follows James, a 17-year-old who believes himself to be a psychopath, and Alyssa, a rebellious classmate who sees in James a chance to escape from her tumultuous home life. Um, huh. It was pretty, pretty good. Hmm. That doesn't really shock me. I got a bunch more. Doesn't uh, It doesn't bring me in. doesn't rope me in there, it's Chris. Good. In development. Um, oh, boy. Just uh, Vagrant Queen, season one on Sci-Fi. Um, Hawkeye, um, Marvel six one six. I don't know what that is. Uh-uh. Port of Earth, Hit Monkey. That's on Hulu. That's one of the animated shows. Yeah, that's one of the ones uh, that came out, and then like follow it come like Howard the Duck. Yep, and- Tigra and Dazzler, yeah. Howard the Duck and Modok. They're yes. all on here. El Vecino, um, season one on Netflix. Blacksmith, season one on and NBC. Um. Secret Six, I don't know a lot of these. American Flag, I've heard of that. Nameless City, Amped, Astro City, which is a really... Astro City, I think I know that. Oh, that's a very... It's considered one of the best comic book runs of all time. Really? Astro City, yeah. It's it's a, it's a well, good I guess book. I'm not Apparently, a, I don't know, I've never I read it. I guess I'm not a comic book fan. Oh, there's so many more, Jerry. Uh, Bad Medicine, American Jesus, Jupiter's Legacy. That's probably like with the Jupiter Ascending yep. thing that's on Netflix. It is, it is. Here's yep. one that uh, could be... That uh, comic book is out right now. It literally just came out, I think, the beginning of this year. Oh, okay. Because um, I saw Comixology was promoting it really hard at the end of last year. Uh, about it being released 2019 hmm. so it's it's new that's yeah. like a new thing uh here's one that's exciting though is black magic um that's a really good comic book i've not read a ton of it but it gets rave reviews and the little bit i've read it's been pretty good so okay um i'm gonna skip ahead here uh untitled deadpool animated series um which actually i think that's been actually shelved so i'm not sure about that um there's a ton more Invincible, the animated series on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Here's a good one for you. A Lazarus. Ooh. On Amazon. On Amazon? And Amazon makes That's good. good shows. Yeah, that'd be good. Here's another exciting one for you. Lock and Key. Oh, my gosh. On Netflix. Are you serious? Because um, uh, Joe Hill just was doing uh, his Nosferatu, Nosferatu yeah. on AMC. Yeah. So he's had that he had that show come out, and now he's going to do a lock and key. Yeah, that dude's going to be rolling. Here's, Not that he didn't grow up rolling, anyways, because of his dad. But here's a couple more fun ones for you. That's intriguing. Sex criminals. Oh man, that'll be really good too. On Universal streaming service. It's gonna. I was gonna say that has to be on a streaming service because there's no well, possible it says, way. It just says Universal TV. Yeah, there's no possible way though that they can put that on regular TV. Here's another one for you. Sin City. Holy crap. Um, What's the timeline on these? Like, is that. This is um, in development. Okay. So, like 2020. So, they could fall apart, technically. Here's another little one for you Southern Bastards. Love it. On FX. 
maybe. I don't know. FX does good they, stuff. They, they got Always Sunny, and that's a ridiculous show. Stuff you know gets I mean? through the cracks. Yeah. There's lots of... I don't know if they could do nudity, uh, but... Justified was on FX. Yeah, and it's gotten more adult-oriented since then, even. Yeah, oh yeah, big time. Um, the Wait, wiki- wait Justified or FX, you're saying? FX as oh. a whole. Since they've gone to that whole FXX thing, they have yeah. two networks now, I think, or FXX or something, I don't know. Um, the Wicked and the Divine. Huh, that'll be really good. Another universal These one. These are huge comic books. Um, man. Trees. Oh, man, that'd be really good, too. NBC. Huh. Um, Witchblade. NBC. Okay. Dylan Dog. I don't know that one. I mean, it's just a list of everything. Because <laughs> there's so yeah. much more. So I guess it's probably getting annoying. George Dredd TV show, Mega City One. Um, Lobo is a one that is coming to That's sci-fi. Really graphic. That's a really graphic. So I never read much. I don't know much about Lobo. I think it was DC's kind of Wolverine, right? Like a kind Wolverine of, yeah. cable. Yes. Kind of that nineties ish. A lot of blood. Yeah, very, very it was kind of during that whole cable and spawn and deadpool like that nineties revolution, I think. Yeah. I could totally be wrong about that. So that's the majority of stuff. Okay. What I point what I gravitate towards is whenever I see Netflix and Amazon. Because yes. for my money as far as like big budget stuff, they're the ones doing that. For sure, they're, like even they're the DC, ones we've talked them. about DC, and DC is making amazing stuff right now. But it's not like on the not that the storing telly isn't is as good. But when you not compare yet, it to the money that Amazon and Netflix spends on some of their shows, for sure, Netflix is or Amazon stuff just always looks incredible. It does, and like we've talked about how they're doing a Lord of the Rings uh, show, yeah. and look how much money they threw at Lord of the Rings just to buy it. It was like. Um, 500 million yeah something like that yeah like really you're gonna throw 500 million at lord of the rings just to buy the property not even yeah to produce it yeah then you gotta throw some more cash down to produce it amazon is come on is the world though they have all of the money yeah they do they do jeff bezos has literally all the money they they have it all i mean you literally (laughs) richest man in the world like Netflix is one of the um, highest performing stocks of all time, but I don't think they have anything even in comparison to the world in which Amazon exists. I don't yeah. think Disney can touch Amazon. Uh, I mean, they're the only competitor at the moment. Mm, I mean, I'm just saying as far as uh, amount of money and size of company, it's not even in the same stratosphere as Amazon. Amazon, really? Yeah, no. Disney's not even in the same stratosphere as Amazon. You don't think? I don't think so. Apple's up there. It's like Apple, Amazon. That is insane to me. It's an insane amount of money. At one time, Apple had more cash than than any entity in the world. Unbelievable. Yeah. And what's crazy about Amazon is they still don't turn a profit. That's not possible. Well, how's that? uh, They they put as much money back in. They absolutely turn a profit. Well, according no to them, way. they don't. They don't pay any taxes. So, really? Yeah, no, they didn't pay any taxes last year. Holy shit! They're gr- they're in a growth phase. They're gonna own everything. They're in a growth phase. Well, they are. It's undoubtable. I mean, they've never not been in a growth phase. That's it's right. A, it's a new company. I mean, they haven't been around that long. No, yeah, they 
Well, late 90s, right? Yeah, late 90s, early 2000s. But started, they weren't really anything then. I no, mean, it started in his in Jeff Bezos' garage when he was like in, in 98. I want to be Amazon. Have you, have you seen some documentaries about him? Not uh, Like where they follow him around early, early in his career yeah. when he actually gets an office? He's creepy. He is a weird dude. <laughs> and he had this I like... I shouldn't be saying that out loud. Why? Uh, he's probably watching us. Um, he's not probably watching us. <laughs> Yes, Jeff Bezos directly is watching us right now. Well, all if, my devices. Hey, Jeff, if you are, I've probably bought all of this off of Amazon. And if you want to like throw some cash at our podcast. Just a paltry amount. Yeah. Like $100,000 a Like $100,000, a yeah. That's it. That's all we have. If you can give us $100,000 a year. We will support Amazon. Jerry more. would be full-time. Well, oh, maybe yeah. not full-time, but. No, I would quit. I'd be full-time. That'd be fine. <laughs> I can make it off that. Yeah. Oh, I will make it survive because we probably can't both quit though. We would we would grow astronomically. Yeah. Sure, we would. How could we not? Well, what's if your? If we had like a full time, what would be your three year strategy? Actually, we, what we should do is probably hire like a production person. Really? Do you think that would be the number one? Because I feel like marketing, and then like, um, what did they call those? Booker, like a booker. Like a, oh oh a, like somebody s- that goes out and books people isn't that an agent? No 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 people that like doesn't your agent do that for you? No I don't think no I think it's a separate thing like a booker assistant like somebody that reaches out and like sets a bookie up. are we gambling? Yeah like a bookie. Okay that's what I thought. Somebody that can bet on <laughs> horse races. Yes and and do it accurately. Yeah like Back to the Future. Yeah any superhero or nerd related themed named horses. Mm hmm. Put our money on those guys. 100% of your money, Anna. And then juice them. <laughs> of course. And give the other ones. Juice them up. <laughs> like slide in a little like botulism or like botulism. Like a performance dehancer. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Just like botulism. To the other, <laughs> to the other boring ass horses. Botulism is when you have like tainted food in a can. I thought it was like Botox. Like... uh no. That's what Botox is, right? Isn't it that same like uh, thing? Is it? No, I don't know about that. But I know that if you open up um, like really old canned food where you get like the metal into it, like metal leaches into your food and whatnot, and you eat it, you can get botulism. Hmm. I watched a guy on YouTube. The, re- the only reason I know that, I watched a guy on YouTube that l- literally eats old um military rations and he was talking about how if it had been cracked open or like any air has gotten into it and then like water and leaching of the metal and all this kind of stuff like rusty cans you can get botulism from eating that and he's gotten it before and had to be he was in the hospital and had to be treated because he got super super sick because he's eating 100 year old food in cans well he deserves to get sick. <laughs> exactly. Botox is botulism, by the way. It's the same thing. Really? Yeah, but it's Wh- like it's like safened. Why is that a According thing? According to them, there is no chance of botulism poisoning from injections. Um, it has to be ingested. I don't know, but it's a botulinum toxin, a drug made from the toxin produced by the bacterium Clostridium botulinum. Yeah. It's okay. the same toxin that causes the life-threatening type of botulism. 
Anyway. Okay. The more you know. Cool. Bum, bum, <laughs> bum, bum. The more you know. So that's basically all the um, stuff that's in development, although a lot of the in-development stuff kind of falls by the wayside. Right. It doesn't like necessarily mean it's actually being developed. But... Um, yeah. Do you got any other news? I got some other things we can talk about. Yeah, I got a couple things we can talk about. First off, really big news, and this is really bothering me now that I've read it. Oh, um, don't be bothered. Oh, I'm really bothered by it. You're like Winnie the Pooh? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, bother. <laughs> that was a good. That was pretty good. Oh, bother. No, that's um, not good. So Victoria Beckham didn't show up for some of the Spice Girls concerts recently what is wrong with her and mel b is pissed <laughs> according to google news and i mean which one's mel b like melba toast she's the one that was on like um, the car on days to confused isn't that the name of the car melba I toast know. i have no idea like matthew mcconaughey's car i i know what you're talking about but i didn't know it was named uh mel B's the one that was on um uh america's got talent she was a judge she's uh was she sporty spice? Sporty spice? I don't. I don't know. I think she was sporty spice. Hmm. You're gonna make me say it, aren't you? I say what? She's the she's the only one that wasn't white. Oh, racist! <laughs> I don't see I color. I know you don't. Uh, turns out you are colorblind. Okay, uh, so. But that's how I would explain it to you. A lot easier seeing as how you apparently don't know anything about the precious. Precious Spice Girls. Victoria Beckham was <laughs> posh. Yes, she's very posh. Yeah, okay. She In was the only life. good one. Yeah. Well, and then there was Jerry. Or well, she was terrible. She was awesome. And then there's Baby Spice. Awesome. Awful. Awesome. And then... Uh, Color to the world! Scary Spice. Oh my gosh, I didn't... I forgot. That she's there were always the one that did like claws. Uh, or she was like the kickboxer one. Wasn't she? I remembered Spice Girls fairly fondly <laughs> until you just started talking about them. And I'm like, oh my God, this the was more, an awful I know. part of the humanity. The more I discuss this, it's like so ridiculous that people were into this. Yeah. And people still are because apparently they're back together, like a reunion tour. Why does Victoria Beckham even consider this? Well, she doesn't, apparently. She probably just said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll. Let's let's like, meet up here and like I'll meet you at seven o'clock. Uh, we'll do a show. That good? All right. Yeah. That that's where I'll be. Because I'm like a hundred percent sure that all these other people are just lifetime colossal failures. <laughs> Never gonna call with no money. Again. But so, she's like a, probably a billionaire. There was a story just a month or two ago about Mel B. Because apparently she's a severe alcoholic. Or okay. That's, she's. That's, She's that claiming, lines up just about right with what my <laughs> expectations would be. So she's claiming she's not, um, but her ex-husband maybe or ex-fiance or something said that she was super abusive and she would always be stumbling drunk at home. Well, she had a bit of a spill at home where she fell off a balcony and basically severed her hand. Oh, my God. Is what, they, is what the report said. And then she had to get it reattached. And had it in like a sling for a long time. But this literally just happened a f- like a four months ago, three or four months ago. I should look it up. What's I your a computer? I mean, this I know is, um, you know, it's not politically correct, but what's your opinion whenever men say that they're being abused by women? Oh, no, I think it could absolutely be possible. Yeah. You don't think so? I mean, I think, I think, it's, think more... it's possible, but I also kind of automatically like default to like, 
Shut up. Well, right. But I don't think it's like physically abusive, but I do feel like they could be like severely mentally abusive to a man. Yeah. I think that could absolutely happen. But a man could also grow up a pair. Yeah. <laughs> right. I I don't I don't doubt that. Yeah, it says Mel B hospitalized after fall downstairs causes broken ribs uh and severed hand. Jeez. Partially severed hand. Do you think you get a hand transplant? And uh is that a thing? This was when was this? Yeah, absolutely you can get that was December tenth. 2018. Why do you say absolutely like you know with 100% certainty they that do it hand transplants exist? Because they do do that. With an other person's hand? Yes. Could they do it like a gorilla's hand? By that, I don't think so, no. I mean, they're a bipedal ape. Yeah, I don't think that works that way. Because how sweet would that be? Because I'm pretty sure it's really hard for them to get your body to accept a non-human hand. I mean, is your body but being like, no, that's not my hand? I mean, it's not an organ. It's just it's just blood vessels and no, they know tendons. Yeah, you still have to. Your body still has to accept the tissue. I guess. Yeah. Yes, it's a thing. I know everything about. I don't know if I medical that. stuff, dude. Hey, Snarf Talk episode twenty nine just got done encoding. It's oh, that's gonna, gonna be up Thursday. Yeah, Thursday a, a week it, ago. Uh, Thursday a week ago. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> on the YouTube's a week. Um, and one, two, two days. Hey guys, if you would do us a solid, um, if you listen, what's the solid, Chris, go on YouTube and just subscribe. I, Cause we don't, nobody yeah. really goes on. Nobody follows our YouTube. No, but you could, it's a lot of work for me to put them up there. And I just want to feel a little bit yeah, better about my life. Um, so, Oh, Eliza Clark joins FX series. Why? That's what I just talked about. The Eliza Clark. Yeah. She's the new showrunner. Well, oh, that's listening. who you said. Yeah, no, I was. Thinking maybe of, that's why. Maybe that's why I, th- I knew who you were talking about because I was reading about. You're this. just thinking about Melba Toast. Oh my gosh, Melba! Melba ri- rips her hand off, falling down the stairs, drunk. Next, it's hard to it's hard to um, not to admit, but to argue with that they did have some catchy songs back in the '90s. Um. Well, yeah, the Space Girls. They were catchy, but it's nothing that I would say was good. Yeah. Nostalgic, though. Now, now, T-Swift, she's got some good songs. Oh, absolutely. You know? I'm not arguing that. She does. I don't, I'm not. I'm not actually saying that, being serious. I am 100% saying that. She's got some great songs, man. She, she, Especially she, early on in her career. They're, yeah. They're all right. You belong with me. Mm. You belong with me. I wouldn't do that. I would not do that. <laughs> not at all. So, there was a new... They put out a new poll... Uh, what was it? What uh, what studio is doing? Um, it'd be Warner Brothers, is doing uh the Batman. Yeah, the new Batman course. movie. So they put out a poll with a, Robert Pattinson. Yeah, the poll was about which Batman is your favorite, and then they slid in there like, do you like Robert Pattinson? And apparently, the general consensus is that people like him as being selected as Batman. I'm, I'm getting more and more on board with it just because I don't know anything about him. And I feel like I'm prematurely judging based on stuff he did when he was a teenager. Yeah. And he's very much an adult now. And apparently he's been on a lot of great independent movies. Yes. And he kind of looks the part. I don't see any reason. Uh, I know that he's a good actor. I mean. Yep, absolutely. I uh, I, I would have liked if it was somebody like not necessarily with a bunch of baggage to bring. For sure. There there was a, a Reddit 
thread all about the movies that Robert Pattinson has done since, um, what was that called? Uh, Twilight. Twilight. Yeah, since Twilight. Because it, that was and a it, long time ago. It man. was all based off of like everyone talks about Twilight, but here's what else he's done. And it gave a pretty extensive list into a lot of his movies. And uh, most of the remarks and comments and stuff were very, very positive on all of his acting. And yeah. He's being pretty spot on. What I'm concerned about is if he can get a good enough English or uh, like American accent. I'm sure he can. But who's. I guess he does. You do have to have an American accent. Because I was going to say, who's to say it's in America? But it is. It's, it is based in America. Yeah, it's like, Batman. It's, yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. It's in uh, Gotham City, actually. It, oh, is that yeah. is that where it's mm-hmm. at? Gotham City, huh? Is that a new... Is that a district of Columbia? That is a... What is... It's supposed to be like New York City, right? Yeah, it is. Yep. Yeah. And then they say Metropolis is... No, Metropolis is New York City, right? No, Gotham's... So what's Metropolis? I, don't, I always thought it was like Chicago. Apparently, according to that movie, they're like right across the bay from each other. They are. Yeah, they're like literally right across the ocean. Or like a small ocean. Yeah, a bay, you maybe. You can see them. I, <laughs> maybe I you know. could call it a bay. <laughs> That's what I did call it, in fact. Yeah. I don't want to peg um, actors for stuff they did a long time ago. Like, um, you know who's a really good actor... That that could easily happen to was like Daniel Radcliffe, yeah. Harry Potter. He's a great in everything he's in. So, oh man, I haven't watched this, but I really want to. Um, the movie Horns. Oh yeah, no, that's I another haven't. Joe Hill book. Oh really? Yeah, Joe Hill wrote the book called Horns, and then they made the movie off of it. And uh, it looked, it's crazy. I mean, it's nothing. It's absolutely fantasy, right? Um, but it looked really good and hmm. daniel radcliffe was the main character of it i think he's great and i love the fantasy genre so for sure there was a new uh book if we want to talk a little bit about comics that i saw that i got super excited about um whoa and it's by chip chip zadarsky it's yeah. an image comic book so it'd be creator owned chip zadarsky's doing the new daredevil run yeah it's well, apparently amazing. he's got a new book coming out this fall called um, The White Trees. Okay. And um, I obviously was gravitating towards it because of the trees, trees part. Trees, here yeah. But it does look really cool. In the fantastical world of black sand, peace was hard won, and three unbending warriors carry the scars to prove it. Now, almost 20 years later, their children are missing and war is on the horizon. Can they put aside their memories of the war and each other for one last adventure? Cool. Um, it does look cool. There, one guy is like a giant tiger man. Another guy with like an axe. Is it a limited run or a, a continuing story? It starts on August fourteenth. Um, it doesn't say. Uh, the white trees number one of two is all it says. This is what's crazy to me, and I'm going to bring up from the runaway from runaways. So I'm going to bring up the fact that we don't write right now. It's a two issue miniseries. Two issues. Yeah. So this is crazy to me. Okay, here's I'm gonna get on a bit of a tangent. So he can wrap up a whole story in two issues, right? right? So I'm sure they're going to be extended. They're gonna be a bit. They probably, might even be uh, graphic, graphic like trade paperbacks or something. Sure, they, they'll probably be longer. But he's wrapping up a story in a short amount of space, right? Like he's 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 con- confining it. That is really good. It's yeah. really good when you can 
wrap up a story that quickly and have it all encompassing everything you need to tell in that short of a space. But he's also, what I was going to say is, like earlier, he's writing the Daredevil book right now. Award-winning. Award-winning Daredevil book that I've talked about multiple times on this uh, podcast because I get issue by issue. It's so good. He's also writing that Spider-Man life story book that I've been talking about issue by issue. And it just so happens he's the guy who's writing it. I didn't pick it because he's writing it. I just saw that it was a book that, you know, intrigued me. I started reading it and then I noticed, oh, Chip Zdarsky is also writing this. That's a 12 issue miniseries run. So it's a full year though. Yeah. So for over a full year, he's writing at least three books. Right, a month. That's incredible. Yeah. Like, the, that's why they're professionals, obviously. But also, they're writing full comic books in a week or less. Right. Like, full stories. Um, and they've basically got, most of the time, I guess not every writer, but most of the time, they've got the majority of the story carved out already. Like, Sure. The beginning and, and then they, they and depending know, on the artist they're working with, they could be pretty lean scripts. Right. Yeah, they could be, but they know the end point, right? So they could be lean scripts, but even even so, you you got to know the story. You got to know what you're planning out. Right. And you've got to be able to dictate that to your to your artist. A lot of the time, though, when they're like Chip Zdarsky doesn't have the same artist every single book. So you've got to get a feel. If you don't know that guy, you've got to get a feel or girl, whatever. Um Sexist. Uh, yeah, I am. Sorry. I say guy, but i that's all encompassing. That means because of all the humanity. Yes. Gosh, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, he, he, you don't necessarily know the person, and you've, you've got to get to know them. So there's like a break-in period there, right, on how you work with this person. So the first couple issues might be completely full script or yeah, I'm sure like they are. overboard. And then and then you wean it back from there, but it's just so much work that these people put out, and it's amazing. It's their full time jobs, first off. Yeah. Um, but it is sad that we can't seem to manage to finish one script in eight months. I know, it is, and I'm getting really down on myself. <laughs> that's, gonna, that's gonna need to get remedied very quickly. It's so annoying. July that, is my month. Yeah, and I'm just being I'm just being super lazy. I mean, like I said, when I get home, I'll sit on the couch and I all I want to do is watch a show. You all I think about is watching shows. I need to quit doing that. No, like, who you don't. gives a crap about? That's fine. TV it's watching. Fine. You like, need that too. That makes you happy. That's fine. But but there's you, seven days a week. Why not watch a show like two or three days a week and well, write uh, for that, four? That's what I was gonna say. I don't think at home at night is the best time to be writing. Oh, not for me. So I figured that out. Maybe we figure out a couple days. You do it early or you take your lunch break and you do some writing Mm -hmm. or you do a Saturday, you know, half a day on a Saturday or Sunday. Oh, see, that's, that's my problem. Like Saturdays and Sundays. Busy in the summer with kids. It's my only time to do anything outside or around my house. Outside is overrated though. There's actually studies that show there's no benefits to going outside. No, I'm saying like There's I have no to do work There's no benefits to being there. in the sunlight. There's no benefits to exercising your body. <laughs> there is absolutely There's... health benefits to being in the sunlight when it comes to vitamin D because that is a, that's the main cause of depression. You in know what the, the main time. cause of skin cancer is? <laughs> sunlight. Sunlight. But you can also like remedy that with you know putting they, on sunscreen. You can also remedy it by drinking milk. 
No, you can't. It's fortified with vitamin D. You can't get all of your vitamin D just from milk. It's proven. You can't. You'd be milk logged. You know what? And some people are lactose intolerant. We don't need that much vitamin D. No, but you need to because get Because we're white. We absorb a lot. I know that. But the main cause for depression in the wintertime is lack of sunlight. I don't it's think that has to inside. do with vitamin D. Yes, it does. It's connected. It's proven. It's science. Then go get in a freaking tanning booth. It doesn't give you the same vitamin D. Well, what if you put a sun in there? You could. Like a nuclear good fusion idea. reactor. That's a good idea. <laughs> Let's just get in a fusion reactor. You know what I want, though? Um, <laughs> I don't I don't buy... I'm not... I'm, I think tanning beds are awful. They're things. terrible. They should be illegal, uh-huh. in my opinion. Because it just makes it, young girls want to tan, and it's terrible there, for you. It's a law now. It's a nationwide law that you can't tan below the age of 18. You shouldn't be able to tan below the age of ever. Yeah. I've done it a couple times. You don't need to be tanned. To have you good. ever been in a tanning bed? I sh- Yeah, I have. I have too. And it was before I, like I went two to two minutes or two or three minutes in the tanning bed. It was before I was going to Mexico one time in the yep. middle of the winter. And everybody convinced me they're like, you got to get a base tan. That's which what I did. It's a too. fallacy that doesn't even really It exist. did help me. Well, it, there is a certain SPF to a base tan. That's I'm, true. But I'm pretty, any uh, tan is damaged to your skin. When you tan, yes. it's literal mutation and damage to your skin. Cells, cells of your skin it's bad for you but you it's all be it's tan. like drawing out the melatonin isn't it um i don't know but you shouldn't be tan huh you shouldn't be tan you should have a sunscreen on when you're outside in the sun and you should never tan that's no it's the truth i mean there's no way to not tan though i'm not saying that it's realistic i'm saying that's like the that's what you should be doing you should be never tanning. You should, ever. yeah. You should never tan. You you're not supposed to be tan. I don't know. I don't think it's a hundred percent damage. Sure, if you it get is. burnt, you're getting damaged. But but just browning is just raising the melatonin in your skin closer to the surface. I don't know if that's true. It is. Look it up. But I know kids. It's really bad for children to be suntanned. Or sunburned. Burned. Yes. Absolutely. Like you never get over that as a child. The damage to your skin from being sunburned as a child. That's why Graham's ears just recently fell off. <laughs> he did get a pretty good sunburn. Yeah. It was a very you first. You can't t-ball. avoid it with children. I mean, you you just can't be on top of it, especially in Illinois, well, where it's cool in the spring. Yeah, that and, was what happened. Yeah, that's what happened. The very first t-ball game we had, uh, Graham was with us out at the park running around, and the tops of his ears. It was like sixty-five, maybe yeah, seventy. That's when it. That's when it really gets you. Top, that's when it's 60 tops of his ears out. got so burnt. They one of them started to blister on the back. Yeah, got so burnt. And who would have thought? Nobody was hot. I was wearing jeans, like it was a, just a pleasant day. Yeah. But the sun was out, and he he got a sunburn. He's super fair skinned as it is, anyways. The best and, way to avoid sunburns is to wear hats. <laughs> Full body, like the long sleeves. Latex suits. Yeah, full body suits. Robes, if you will. Mm, I love a good robe. Like, uh, what do they wear in the Middle East? Do you East? ever wear That's a robe? That's what you need. The, the wrap up in the desert, like the robe. Oh, I know. Yeah, like, I know what you mean. It lets you breathe, too. It does. It's supposed to be way uh, cooler. Yeah. And get a black one. But but do you ever wear, have you ever worn a robe, like bathrobe? Yeah, um, I recently, um, a couple years ago, fairly recently monogram got my first robe and i i wore it for a long time i don't really wear it much but i did stay at a couple fancy hotels that had robes that's great 
So uh, how, robes are pretty good. I mean, what what purpose uh, does do they serve? It's just very um com- they're very comfortable robes. That's weird. I've never been a robe guy. I've never really worn a robe. Me neither, but I I went to a fancy hotel. I, I wore don't a robe. It was fant- fantastic. And then when I got home, I'm like, I want a robe. And I got one for like Christmas. And I wore it quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. That's good. I'd like to see I also, that was, I only ever had like a massage once. I've never had a massage either. Yeah, it's, it's kind of worth spending some money on. Really? An occasional massage. Amy loves massages. Yeah, well. Like that's her jam. People say you should get like a weekly massage. I kind of agree with that. Really? Mm-hmm. What does that do? It's just it. It rela- it's relaxing. It's huh. like a meditative experience. All right. But that's where I was getting I, I at could, on this. I could go with. There that. is a couple things that I'm really excited to try. Okay. I may or may not try them, but um, I was listening to somebody on a podcast recently. They were talking about saunas, which oh, I yeah. I hate saunas. Okay. But super good for you, apparently. Yeah. If you do like 20 minutes in a sauna a day, it's like incredibly good for your health. Really? Like it's very anti-inflammatory. And, and it's, it's good just for like chronic really disease, and it's just good for your body in general, according to what these people are saying. Can you create your own sauna at home, like just sitting in a in a shower that's like scalding? Mm, it has to be hot, hot, man, and no water. Well, like there's different kinds of saunas. There's infrared saunas, there's steam saunas, there's all kinds of different things. Yeah. No, it needs to be like a couple hundred degrees, I think. Holy crap. Like hot. You don't stay in there very long. Like so there's super hot ones. I've been in saunas before. Yeah, there's super hot ones, like 200 degree ones that you can only stay in for a couple minutes. Because people will pass out. You get what's called heat shock proteins, apparently. Holy cow. Which are very that's good bad. for you. No, that's good for you, apparently. Oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, I think a regular sauna is probably not that hot. It's probably like 120 degrees or something. 110 degrees. You can get those added to your house. They're not that expensive, really. They're small. They're like the size of a shower. Yeah, and you it's put just them like in. a little room. Yeah, is it? Yeah, they're self-contained. I believe they just bring them in, set them in, plumb them, vent them. You're good to go. I need to get one. I've only been in a couple saunas, and it's always been the kind where you like dump water on. Yeah, on rocks. On rocks. Yep, those are the steam. Ones. I don't like steam, so I like. I think I'd want to get the infrared. Sauna. Why don't you like steam? It helps you breathe. It, it's just it's suffocating. Suffocating. You think so? But that. But even is, even the even the infrared ones being in such a hot room is somewhat suffocating. It's hard to breathe. Maybe. I've never Super, been in one. You haven't? No. Oh, I don't think I have either. The one time I was in a sauna was when we did our FFA trip to Canada, our camping trip. Yeah. And you get so unbelievably bit by mosquitoes because they just swarm every inch of your body nonstop. Ugh. That you after we got out, we, the first thing we did was all go in the sauna, and it just kind of le- leeches the. Oh, really? And it worked? Like the itchiness out of you. It where, does work. Where man. did you go to a sauna? They had one, right? Like the camp, the base camp where you get our supplies. Oh, that's maybe that's why. Yeah, that's probably why. Yeah. yeah. So that's crazy. Um, I've never been in one of those big sauna rooms where like a bunch like of naked a bunch people of guys hang out. Sitting on tiered benches. And why you can do see up there? men want to hang out naked in a room with other men? I don't know. Because like apparently, according to people I've talked to, like. There are a lot of dudes that just go in there naked. Yeah. Like not wearing out. a towel. Just Oh, yeah. Just hang out, hang drooping. Out. Like, and you're low hanging, too, in a sauna. I don't want any part of that. you got to be. And you've got to spread your There's legs. Ne- so I've that never been in a situation stick. where I wanted to be around other naked men. Um, I'm trying to think if I've had any situations. Let me think. Well, I've had situations mm. like uh, high school wrestling. 
Oh no, I've definitely been around well, yeah, a lot of naked men. Believe me, I've been in a lot of showers with naked men. Well, yeah, I've done. Um, um, obviously, in college, we had um, communal showers. But I'm trying to think of a situation where I've wanted to be around a bunch of naked men, and I guess it just—it's not popping up in my head. But anywhere. those men must want to. What what thought process I do guess. you have to have to go into a communal sauna and be like, I could just easily wear a towel around a towel my, around your waist? But you know what? I'm just nah. going to be completely naked. Yeah. I'm just going to let you look at my junk. Why? That's, Why would anybody want to do that? So there's a... It's obviously they have some complex that makes them want other people to see them. Yeah, maybe. Maybe they're just proud of themselves. But they're proud they, of what they got. You don't... That's a stupid thing to be proud of. I guess. Like you, other It really men is completely unnecessary. Looking. <laughs> yeah, it's completely unnecessary. It's weird. Every inch of it unnecessary <laughs> well anyway that was the sauna thing was leading to me to my next obsession oh boy here we go which i really really want i okay. think snarf Doc should uh, invest in one all right i want a um uh what's the uh, tanks the tank. a sound deprivation chamber a, a tank yeah a deprivation oh, like a deprivation tank. tank yes that popped in a my float, head a float tank is what they call them, a float tank that literally popped in my head before you even said it when you said what do they call those i thought of that it's weird i don't know how i thought of it and i'm i thought that's exactly what you were going I'm to say obsessed with these there's a couple ones in the in the suburbs i want to go up and do one but i really want one for my house and they're super expensive oh are like they? to buy a nice one they're like 10 20 dollars. oh jeez. but there's yes i found this other company me. that has um that they're in they're inflatable hmm. and really? you fill them up and they have the, the all the stuff but they're like inflatable. Isn't it just? It has to be sealed up, soundproof. Yeah, the inflatable ones aren't. You got to put them in a very, very quiet place. They, I mean, they have a certain level of soundproofing. Okay. Um, they're not so as it's good. Probably, in, it's not the same. Well, that if you have it in a quiet like, place, there's no quiet places in our house, Chris. <laughs> well, you wouldn't. Yeah. In any case, um, it's so amazing that the water is the same exact temperature of your body. Yeah. They fill them with Epsom salt, so you float. You're completely. Yep. float they're completely dark yep there's it just apparently you can like achieve um different states of consciousness yeah like it, it's like wild for people i really want to do it i think that'd be really cool too we should have a up to naperville and do a snarf talk float retreat we and then should. we'll come back it's and only 50 bucks it. for an hour i would do that it's, it's oh, 50 bucks an hour i would do that and then we can report on it for one hour, float in a tank. Some people say it feels like one com- second. I and mean, you're it completely feels like it's nude, over immediately. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. But we're not in the same tank. We're in the same tank, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, we're not in the no, same tank? Not in the same tank. I'm out. We'll have to reserve the nudity for <laughs> oh. afterwards in the sauna. Yeah, right. When we get in when the we sauna. Do some, some, uh, some, hey, uh, yo, hot, Chris, let's get in the sauna. And then we'll do some hot yoga. <laughs> naked yeah of course course. yeah yeah that's a good idea (laughs) no that would be really cool i did see a i did see some people do that uh who was it that i watched on youtube do the deprivation tank stuff uh some people freak out i don't know it's just like the quietest room in the world like you get in the quietest room there's like literally no noise there's like negative decibels in this room to me the floating thing sounds like the the floating part of course i float in a pool but it's not the same yeah, you're like floating like above the water. And it's dark. Yeah. There's like no light in there. Yeah. That's wild. I I really want to try it. Yeah. I agree with you. What we, if you were in there for like five hours? And not know it. Would you get bored? 
I don't know. Or would it be, I don't know. Would it, wait, at what point does it become torturous? Well, I mean, do you fall asleep? Do people fall asleep? Yeah, a lot of people fall asleep. Is that good? Yeah, I mean, you can. I don't. I wouldn't want to because I feel like I'd be I like, feel oh, like I missed my whole experience. You can't drown. How can you not? Well, you would. You don't. You don't. What if you roll over? You don't drown asleep. You would wake up. Are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. What if you're in some other consciousness that doesn't allow you to wake up? And you drowned and die. I don't think that's Now possible. I'm worried. First of all, I think that the water is so buoyant that you can't like... Inhale it in your lungs and drown? Yeah, I don't think you can like roll over. Bullcrap. You can roll on a bed. If it's giving you support, you can roll on it. Yeah, okay. I just don't think it happens because people would talk about it more. There'd be like an epidemic. They're just not reporting it. Float tank deaths. They're literally just burying bodies and not telling anyone that (laughs) this guy died from drowning in your Epsom salt. How many people pee in them? All of them. Like if you're in there for an hour and you get a pee, everyone gets so relaxed that you shit in the tank. (laughs) Well, they filter the water apparently, but I don't know if that would be good enough for me. That's why I'd want my own my own float tank. Yeah, you better buy your own, and we'll just. Try well, we're gonna do a, a float tank outing this summer. Yeah, we'll I, I do really. Do I do. I want to do, do, do it. That's cool. We'll do a spa day. All right, float tanks, snarf talk spa, massages, day. <laughs> sauna. This sounds great. Yeah, it's great. And Amy and Marley will obviously have to come along. Yeah, they can come along. Because as soon as I say anything about a spa day and uh, and we mention a massage, Amy's like, bullshit, I'm going with. Yeah, they can go. They, they can do all the girly stuff and we'll do all the manly things. Right. They can get the masks. We'll the get mask, the mud. I would like to do the mudding too. A mud bath. Yeah. Yeah. That, that would be, be cool. kind of cool. <laughs> the volcanic ash. They can get the manny petties. Yeah, I don't want that. And we'll get the man e man stuff. Right. The man Peds, ease, <laughs> but anyway, float <laughs> yes. tank. Uh, but anyway, real quick, I got a little bit more news. Okay, because we got a lot more to cover. Netflix put out uh, about the Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston movie. Now Netflix released this, um, but it's saying that there was thirty million eight hundred sixty-nine thousand eight hundred sixty-three accounts that watched. The murder mystery in its first three days. Completely believable. That's not that many people when you think about the subscriber base of Netflix. But then it's hundreds of millions. And then worldwide, it was another seventeen point four million. So you're looking at almost fifty million people watched that movie in its first three days. Don't they have like worldwide like a billion accounts? I don't know. I have no idea. It's an insane amount of accounts they have. It says a Netflix spokes. Hold on, a Netflix spokesperson confirmed that the data tweeted was. Uh, tweeted out was accurate and clarified that Netflix only uh, Netflix only counts view if members finished at least seventy percent of the film. That's, that supports that's your argument. That's pretty good. Of course, if you fall asleep and it continues to play, that would be right. Absolutely, I'm one of those people. <laughs> right, you know, but uh, that is that's that's pretty good. That's making them. Does that really make them any more money, though? No, it just continues to put content out that makes people not unsubscribe. Yeah. Think about it. I mean, if they have 100 million subscribers paying 10 bucks a month, that's a billion dollars a month. Holy smokes. I mean, I don't think they're making that much, but... Either way, that's a lot of money. But they probably and spent $100 million to make that movie. I don't know. Yeah, they could have. 
They could have, but that I don't know. I just think that's a lot of people. Fifty million people. Did fifty million people watch uh, Avengers? Um, probably I, not. No, I doubt probably it. Not, no. When you're talking, well, fifteen it, bucks it, a ticket it made at a minimum. Two billion dollars. So, you know, say ten dollars a ticket, average price uh, yeah. would be two hundred million people. So yeah, worldwide. Would it be? Yeah. Yeah, two billion divided by you got it. You can't average it at ten dollars. Okay, well then, no way. Make it fifteen, and it's um, it's one hundred and fifty million or hundred million, something like yeah. that. So yeah. Okay. So either way, if it's a hundred million, and this just had fifty million. But listen, that movie goes into theaters. Nobody goes to see it. Exactly. Exactly. It Nobody makes, goes it to makes see twenty it. million dollars. Cor- correct. So right now. That is getting more views than you could ever get going to theater. So why yeah, would people definitely. not want to make movies a, and go to a streaming service to get people to watch their stuff? First of all, Adam Sandler was 100% the forefront of, of yeah. movie content on streaming services. Yes. He was the first person, I think, to sign a multi-picture deal with Netflix. I think he had a six-picture deal. Most of those movies were pretty ne- terrible. It says actually, ne- Netflix signed a four-movie a four movie deal with Sandler in 2015. Yeah, and I watched... And then half of those, and they were pretty bad. But. And it says, and doubled down with a deal for another four movies in 2017. So he's doing eight movies. They must have been successful. Did you see any of them? Uh, there was The Cobbler was I, one of them. I didn't watch The Cobbler. There was uh, a Western. I didn't watch that one. There was like a serious one. That's the one I watched, I think. I don't know. I didn't watch that one either. I watched uh, one I, of them that wasn't bad. I think I have seen one, but I, honestly, I don't remember it. Yeah, I, I don't remember basically any of them. I, I think know that's I didn't uh, watch the Netflix's mo now. They're gonna sign people like they signed Mark Millar. Yeah, they signed oh, Adam Sandler. Be, they, there's a bunch of other people they've signed. That'll be awesome, Mark Millar. Millar world. They had a deal with Aziz Ansari, but I think that went away after he got like Me Too. So I don't know. That that Ben Affleck movie, Triple Frontier. But that um, was different. See, that was a movie that was already in production, and it just couldn't find a home. It says and Netflix just like well we'll buy it. It says fifty two million members, fifty two million accounts saw it in the in its first four weeks. Well, that's that's pretty good. This was this Adam Sandler movie was its first three days. Yeah, well Adam Sandler man, people like that's him. crazy. I don't know why people like people shit on Adam Sandler, but I I love him consistently. He puts out. I need to watch his. He has a new that new stand up that's on Netflix. I watched part of it. I didn't watch any of it yet. I watched part of it. It was pretty funny. I've heard it was really good, and then he released a new album, like song album, and part and it's that it's it's basically just that. That's stand-up. basically what the special is. Is like songs. Yeah, and that that stand up is is the album that he released, and that's why I thought, oh man, I need to watch this because there's one song called Station Sixty Nine that. Uh, sounds hilarious. Yeah, hey, man, his old CDs when we were kids. I, used, I was just listening to him recently. They're all gonna laugh at you. They're yeah. all gonna laugh at yeah. you, dude. It was so funny. I was playing. Um, I was playing Lunch Lady Land, uh, and because that was like the only one that's like the cleanest yeah. one that he has besides the Hanukkah song. And Grant heard this the Lunch Lady song, and he was like literally cracking up laughing at the table. He doesn't understand what's going on, but it's like. He just keeps saying like, uh, um, meatloaf sandwich. Yeah, yeah, and like hoagies and grinders, hoagies and grinders. Slop at all, slop and he thought it was so funny. 
I just like seeing him laugh so much at a song that's like silly like that, just because I I do the same thing. Right. But I think it's fun. So what do you got? We can go. Let's go to what what we're watching because I got right. some I got some stuff. Go. Uh, first thing is the new episode of Swamp Thing. Oh yeah, episode three. Episode three. I, yeah. Okay. Let's talk. Did you um, watch it? Oh yes, sir. Um, I really enjoyed it. As did I. I it's, really, really it's, enjoyed uh, it. It's called He Speaks. Yeah. And, um, yeah, no, continue. I'll no, just, go ahead. So, at first, I thought it was a little bit slow. Because it, was, I, it was definitely slow. So There's I, no doubt about that. I argued your point that the show hasn't been slow. And then I started watching this movie, or this episode, and, uh, yeah, the first 25 minutes of it were, were kind of slow because they were kind of trying in trying to fill in some of the story with what um oh shoot what's the one guy's name the floronic man N- oh no, no the, avery sunderland yes avery what he's been trying to do and then they followed around uh but uh they did add a lot of depth to that character they did and that's that's what that whole 20 25 minutes was was doing that's basically the purpose of it uh the problem is it was just kind of boring yeah. and uh, I kept thinking the whole time, like, okay, you showed Swamp Thing right off the bat in the beginning of this episode. We haven't seen him for the last 22 minutes. You, I mean, the show's called Swamp Thing. Right. You know, it's not called Abby Arcane. Let's, we got to get this going. And then they did. Yeah. Um, and I really liked, I really liked what they did with Swamp Thing and Abby Arcane in the office when she goes to um, Alec Collins, like, house yeah lab out in the middle of the swamp when she goes out there and then he comes in because it is kind of scary it's it's got they do uh, they're doing the rot basically they are but the but the swamp is like infecting people um with bugs i guess in this situation but what i really liked uh them showing was that swamp thing like grabs the guy and puts he puts his hands on him, and then he has a flashback of who he is and what how he got infected, and he literally just says stop. No, isn't it like release or him? release him? That's right, release yeah, him. He, it turns out it wasn't they weren't much of a threat to Swamp Thing. I mean, he was no, not at all. He didn't really have to even fight them. I I liked that a lot when that's what he said. I I don't know why I said stop. He says release him. Yeah. That was so cool. I thought that was so This cool. episode officially probably officially lost Marley. Really? Yeah. Um but I enjoyed it. I'm enjoying it a lot. And yeah. I will say there it is it is slow. I'm I'm doubling down on the slow. Yeah. There are moments of slowness. Um I think the acting's really good, but it's cheese. I mean it's a little cheesy. And you gotta but it at a high production value level. Uh, what's what's the where explain it. Um I thought kind of the rot character was kind of cheesy. Um, like just him being just his character I don't in general. Like that guy. I'm glad he's gone. <laughs> I know you don't like that actor, but I he doesn't like that actor is no longer a person. I understand that, but so he's I mean just, just being, that and it, the flashbacks of him is what you didn't like. Yeah, the flashbacks and just like it, we'll see where they go forward. Like. He's the de- he's like he's the great value Daryl. It's like That's a high, it it almost yeah. <laughs> it's almost like a high production level 
you know, rubber monster movie type thing, which is totally fine. You think but so? You, you, you just have to kind of go with that. And yeah, interlaced with drama, like human drama, basically. It's totally fine. And I don't, I'm not worried about it at all, but you just have to come at it with an attitude of like a little bit of cheese, a little bit of yeah. fun, a little bit of horror. And, and I don't, I don't think it's cheesy. I think it's like on point with what I, I what agree. Swamp I mean, is. we'll see with more episodes. I thought it was a great episode. I really liked it. I like that they're moving the story forward. So that, that's why I understand it's a contradiction when I say it's, it's slow at times, but they are moving the story forward pretty quickly. They are. It's just that some of the individual scenes seem to drag on. But yeah, I would and agree. I think it's almost more of an editing thing than anything. But and you know where I think that comes from is because they cut it down from thirteen to ten. Maybe yeah. And then since they cut it down for three episodes, they had to lump it into other episodes and cut it together that way i like that they're they're starting to interweave um a lot of side stories i don't know what's going on with that actor and that um voodoo lady yeah i'm not sure well uh the one guy from 90210 yeah. is um is a bad guy called the uh, blue devil oh okay the blue devil yeah he was he had a movie he was the blue devil in the movie picture he's a stunt man yeah yeah he's a stunt man and that totally makes sense and now that you've said that Okay, I he, didn't catch that. Yep, he turns it. I know because of his name. I can't think of it right now because well, I no, never can think. They of show things. his movie poster in the, the first yeah, episode. Yes, it's like, they, look, I was in the movie Blue Devil. Yes, that's his bad. His bad guy is the Blue Devil. Oh, okay, so I'm like, I'm interested in that storyline. I'm very much liking the Floranic Man, the Jason. Uh, yes. what's his name? Who's so, like the main villain? Yeah. Um, I think the Blue Devil's going to be involved, though. Obviously, why do you have that character if he's not going to be certainly, yeah, absolutely be involved? Side villains and stuff, but I think the main one will be the Floronic Man. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And I liked the backstory that they gave him. Sure, because he's the whole one who originated this issue, I but think, he was been paid off by. Oh, this is complete spoilers, by the way. I guess a little late now, but you know, but whatever. Yeah, it it's not terrible spoilers. I mean. I really feel like these first three episodes have done a very good job of setting things up, and I think it's going to vastly... I think they've set it up well. Yeah, and I think they've set it up well now to where it should really jump off. It's it, really going to jump off This now, is where, after episode three, it should really jump off because now Abby Arcane knows that Alec Holland is Swamp Thing, and Swamp Thing knows he's Alec Holland yeah. because they just talk and to each every other. Every single major character has been established. And I'm glad, yes, every character is established And their backstory has been established. And, and I'm glad that um, it, the Swamp Thing character himself, now that he knows he's Alec Holland, hopefully, they're still going to do it. They're still going to have flashbacks and stuff, but hopefully they cool it on the flashbacks of, like, who am I? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I think that is what's gonna that's what can hold the story back because it's like I don't think they will cool the viewer, it quite yet on that because that that's the one character left the, to be established. Right. Is Swamp Thing himself. And he's he's trying to figure out what's going on. Um but they're gonna have to cool it a little bit because you only have I mean, there's only one season. Right. So Good stuff uh, with Avery Sutherland though, um when he goes to the banker. His house. Yeah. That was a good scene. Yeah, that is a good scene. Uh, yeah, a little he goes unbelievable, to the, back, but... the, the, the banker's house after the banker had already right. been at his house and told him. Well, then his wife 
had told him like I'm cutting you off. Yeah, I know. It's good stuff there. Yeah, that was good. I, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in for it. I'm yep. a, I'm a week to week watcher. I won't miss an episode. Absolutely. This Friday, I will um, watch it again. Another thing that I finished watching, which I mentioned before, which is amazing, okay. Un- incredible, like top top of the top is Good Omens. Good. Okay. On so Amazon. That's the show that I fell I figured, asleep. Yeah. I figured. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a six episode now that I know they yeah. finished it. Six, Just episode, six episodes, one and done. Um, they, oh, that's it. They're not gonna do anymore. I mean, Neil Gaiman has said apparently this story's been around for Long time. thirty years, twenty years. Yeah. The other co-writer, co-creator of it, um, is not alive anymore. He has said that he would be willing to make more. The cast has said they'd be willing to make more, but there are no plans of that at this point. Okay. It's uh, the story completely wraps up. It's all encompassing. It's all encompassing. It's like a mini series, and it's and it's totally you feel totally satisfied at the end. Okay. And I want more just because I love the universe they it. built and the characters are incredible and the actors are amazing and it's very intriguing and it's it's television at its best of the best of the best. It's okay. very, very, very highly recommend. It will go down on my list. I don't know if you can consider it a series or you got to consider it a miniseries, but it'll go very highly down on my list of all time. No kidding. Yeah. So, okay. And I... And it's subject matter that I absolutely love. I can't... I can't comment on how I like it because, you know, I, I had set out to watch at least one episode. It was, there were 56 minutes. They're an hour show. Um, and I, I saw the opening scene and like they give, he gives his sword away, you know, a flaming sword. Cause, uh, what's his name? David Tennant said, didn't you, didn't you have a flaming sword? Yeah. And he's like, oh, a running it, joke. I gave it away. Series. And, uh, so that was fun. I, I saw that, but honestly, from literally that point on, I know I started like coming in and out and seeing parts of it. And then I was out. And the next time I woke up was literally at the credits of, of episode four. I was like, Oh boy, uh, that, that was a, that <laughs> well, was a bad one. I'm gonna tell you, it should win some awards. It's, um, that's good. Fantastic. David Tennant is freaking amazing. Yeah. And the other guy, Michael Sheen, is great. Um, John Hamm is in it. He's phenomenal. Yes. So that was a part He's I had so woke up for. Funny and so good. John Hamm talks about it on the uh, one of the podcasts I listened to him on. He was on David Tennant's podcast. That's what it was. Th- that makes so much sense on why they were talking to each other now. But he talks about Good Omens, and I didn't even put it together that obviously both of them are on the show. Right. Um. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. He's a cool guy. Yeah, that's a good episode. You you should listen to that podcast just for him. Yeah, I'm gonna start listening to that. Do you got to pay for that one? No. Okay. Nope. Well, um, highly recommend. Very very good. Good. The last thing I started watching, much like you, started to watch, fell asleep. Um, actually, kind of made more of a conscious decision to go to sleep because I didn't have time to finish it. Yeah. Um, was the Deadwood movie. Oh really? Yeah, I probably watched the Damn, first. Damn, I forgot about that. Half of it. Okay. And um uh-oh. No, it, it I haven't I didn't go rewatch the series. I haven't watched the series for years. Yes. But it dives you I mean, you feel right back at home in it. How long is it? I think it's a 2-hour movie. Okay. I was hoping. 
I was hoping they were going to give you two hours because hour and a half I feels like I feel like is way too. short. I don't know for sure, but because the show itself was an hour ep- was hour episode. I was surprised that the characters like I was remembering the yeah. original show pretty good. Okay, um, and it was a it was a little slow. Okay, um, but it was starting to pick up about when I shut it off because I'm like I can't. It was already midnight and I'm like I can't. Right. And um, it was starting to pick up at that point. There was a lot of establishment of um, they were making it so that people that hadn't seen the series like me in a while can get back to where they were. Yeah. So there's still a lot I don't remember. So it would be helpful for sure to have recently watched the series. Uh Um, That's just such a time commitment. Wait, no, it's not reasonable. It really isn't. You should have been doing that since March. I forgot how (laughs) difficult it is to... It's one of those things, Deadwood, and you have, like, the most of the dialogue makes almost no sense, obviously. So you're just kind of, like, getting it from their acting. Yeah. Like, you almost... Because of the dialogue of the time period is hard to understand. I don't think is it's that what real saying? time period dialogue. No, they they I, did it in, like, a Shakespearean... I believe it is 100% period accurate. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> no, oh, no. Okay. I think that I think they were going like with a Shakespearean bent to it, but um, yeah, definitely watch it with subtitles on. It makes really, it a lot easier. I yeah. mean, the ser- I don't ever remember watching the series that well, way. Well, I watch everything with subtitles on, and it. You do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Holy crap! Is that annoying? Really? I can't stand it. Oh, every single thing I watch is subtitled. Why? Are you deaf? I just I have a I consume it better by reading it. Yeah. And not looking at the picture. No, I, I look at the picture and read. You can't. I can. No, you can't. I'm. You cannot like read that. the words and see everything that's going on. Well, it's not possible. Disagree to disagree. All right, <laughs> I can settle with that. <laughs> but um, no, it's it's um, yeah, it, it isn't anything spectacular so far, but. But finish, finish, it, finish yeah. the movie, and then we'll talk about it, because I'm definitely going to watch that. Um, what have you been? You've been watching anything? So, I uh, again... Oh, I, I, real quick. Yeah. One more thing. Yeah. I saw a promo for a new Netflix show starring David Tennant called Criminal. Really? I have no idea if it's based on the comic. Is that the Ed Brubaker thing? I don't think it is. We got we to... I tried to look up Info, and I couldn't find... All I found that this show um, takes place only in an interrogation room. Oh, that's and not... That's not thing. what the comic is, so... No. But I did see that, and I'm like, I wonder if that's based on the comic, because I know that's like one of your favorite comics. Yeah, it is. Every story is different, though, but I don't ever remember. David a... Tennant, Haley Atwell to star in Netflix Experimental Crime Series. Okay. That's Criminal. Not it, They're um, just stealing the name. To star in Netflix Crime Anthology, though, which the book is an anthology. It is. I don't know. Maybe. I, I There's don't a know. teaser trailer out. We'll have to check it out and, and comment on it. But yeah, that, that comic book is phenomenal. I loved it. 12 that, episodes will all take place entirely inside police interrogations room while in spooling unique crime stories set in four different countries, France, Germany, Spain, and the UK with three episodes per country. Hmm. Talent from each country will write, direct, and star in their respective episodes, which will be produced in the country's native language. Tennant and Atwell will headline the UK entries alongside um, other people. Because David Tennant is uh, Scottish, isn't he? 
Um, I don't know. I think so. Yeah, I think he's Scottish. Um, that's cool. I'll be in for that. I'm in for anything David Tennant does. Yep. I don't care what it is. So what have you been watching? So I started the whole murder mystery um, thing. What's it called? Murder? Or I think mystery? it's called murder mystery. Murder mystery. Yeah. Uh, I started it. It. Um, I made it at least halfway through before I fell asleep for that one. And uh, I watched the trailer and it, it did not seem at all interesting to me. Oh really? It it seemed kind of. I like murder mystery stuff. I think it's funny. I, I think it can be funny, and I think it's uh like kind of a cool premise. I guess it's nothing new, but the first half that I saw, I, I'm okay with Adam Sandler's character. I think he's kind of funny, um, but he's kind of a schlub, like a schlubby detective. Yeah, kind of what he. Yeah, it's plays. it's him, um, and and he's a good character. I think. I wasn't big on Jennifer Aniston's character. That's how I felt with the trailer. I looked at that and I'm like, yeah. She just seems a little off-putting to me. I don't know that I'm a huge fan in general of Jennifer Aniston. I I kind of agree, but I thought she was really good in um, that one movie with Jason Sudeikis that I think is funny. (laughs) Where she's a stripper? Yes. And it's like a... It's, it's like, like a, a road trip movie, but they're like a paid family. Like he pays all yeah, of them. So like well, meet, except meet for the, the Robinsons one. or something. It's meet. Yeah. Meet the something. Um, but the one kid they're like, he's like, you're paying it. Wait, you guys are getting paid. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, he's funny in that movie. Yeah. It, that was a good movie. But anyway, uh, that's the, the only character Jennifer Aniston. We're the I Millers. Care. Yeah. The that's Millers. a good movie. And her character is pretty good in that one. Terrible. Reviews. This one, she just seems off-putting, and they don't seem like they mesh very well as a married couple. And in the beginning, that's they're doing that. Like it's a, it's their 15-year anniversary. That's why they go to Europe, um, and they seem a little bit like on the rocks. Kind you know of what? In the relationship, was off-putting to me was right in that the very beginning of that trailer, where they're married, right? Their 15-year anniversary, like yeah. you said. But they're on the plane, and she goes in and meets this other guy, and then she's automatically like, oh, I'm not married, and like flirting with him. That just drives me insane. I don't yeah, like that shit. I don't think she, I don't think she meant, it. well, she didn't mean it that way, but then, and he was standing there, um, and he, he didn't hear her say that part, but he found her in the room with him, um, and then they were talking to this really rich guy, and that's the premise of the story, is right. that they go on this guy's yacht uh, because he invites him there. And the whole reason he invited him there is because he's mad at his uncle. His uncle owns like this in billions of dollars. Spoilers. Yes, spoilers. He owns billions of dollars, and he uh, he's basically saying what his will is. Like he's reading his will and where all of his fortune is going to, and he reads it out and says that all of his his son. His nephews, nieces, everybody that is in the room, he does not like. They, he thinks that they're just money-hungry, grubby people that have never worked for anything, and he's the only one that worked for all of his billions of dollars, and they get nothing, and it's he's giving it to his new wife, uh, which was the guy that she talked to on the plane that invited him to the cruise was his wife. She divorced him and married his uncle, hmm. and then... He she's getting all of the money. And then as soon as he reads that, the lights go out and he ends up being killed. Oh, so it's like clue. Yeah. 
And that's how that's where it starts. Is it, it's like Clue, and then All Jennifer right. Aniston and Adam Sandler are just on the cruise on the boat with them. They have nothing to do with the family, and they're just kind of like in the middle of it. And they immediately say, "Like you're a detective, figure this out." And he's like, well, wait a minute. Like, okay, nobody leave this room then. And it goes from there. But they do end up leaving that room and going all over the place. But I haven't seen that part yet. Hmm. So I don't know. So I'll finish it. I don't think it's anything that I'm going to come back and be like, holy shit, everyone, you got to watch this movie. But if you're bored, I think you could probably watch it. I think it's probably going to be one of the better Adam Sandler movies on Netflix. Yeah. It looks like it shot well. There was one that I, I really wanted to see. There's a couple of new movies on Netflix. Um, there was one I probably want to see before that. I think it was called uh, Always Be My Maybe. Yeah. That, looks that good. got really good reviews, I like too. that actor, The both those actors. It's a romantic comedy. Very much so. That's where, so Zach Stentz, he's a writer. He wrote that uh, uh, Rim of the World yeah. that I talked about. Uh, that was a pretty decent movie. He was talking about how like child adventures, like kid adventure movies and romantic comedies yep. can now make That's a right. resurgence on Netflix because it's the perfect platform for those to come back yeah. because a theatrical release is not good for them because like you said, they will make no money and get and nobody will go and see that. But on Netflix, they can have 30 million, 20, 30, 40 million people watch them over a weekend and and everybody love it. And yeah. then, you know, writers can get their stuff out. New original content can be put out there that people enjoy and everyone's happy. Yeah. You know? Well, I want to see that. Um, I like that actor, the female actor. And I think it's Ali. Is it Ali Wong? Yeah. She was on, um, she was on the, uh, crazy rich Asian Asians. She was, I thought that's no. what she was credited with. That, uh, well, she might be in it, but she's not the main character. No, That's I'm saying she was just in the in the movie. I don't care for I th- her. I, I thought. watched her stand up specials. I don't. I don't like her. She's super know. popular right now. I didn't know she was a stand up. Oh yeah, she, yeah. I had she's no idea. Like one. Yeah, she's on. Got I know. Net, she's got like two Netflix specials that oh, were huge. Okay. People really like her. I don't. I don't think she's funny personally, but hmm. yeah, there you go. Um, that's that's all I've watched. Uh, yeah, Baby Cobra. She did, and then Hard Knock Wife. You know what I do watch that I want to promote for him because I don't think he gets enough credit is Jack Black. <laughs> he's got he's got a YouTube channel called Jablinski Games. Yeah, it's his son actually created it, but it's fun. That is a fun. You've mentioned that before. It is so fun to watch. I him. just never watch YouTube. I'm like one of the rare you need to man watching people. Jablinski Games is where it's at. He's hilarious. It, he. They put it out as like a gaming, yeah, show, right? And he always he always talks about the Elgato as his computer, like he's gonna be this big computer gamer. And he always says, "Ah, the, no gaming videos this week, guys. Uh, the Elgato is not ready. Waiting for parts. Wait for parts for the Elgato." And then it's just him like wandering around. They do go to a lot of arcades, and they show them like uh, he's really big into pinball, like old school pinball games. But it's like a behind-the-scenes of his life, basically. It's just a vlogging channel of his life. It's just really, really fun to watch because the guy's hilarious. Yeah. And he seems like a really genuinely good dude. He's really good with his kids. His kids are always with him. He's got two sons. Uh, and it's just fun. Yeah. And right now, Tenacious D is on tour. 
And uh, so it's been a lot of behind the scenes with Tenacious D's uh, shows and stuff. Super fun. I yeah. suggest every. They're like 13 minute videos, right? And they come out every Friday. Every Friday, there's a new video released because it's filmed throughout the week. Really fun. Yeah. I'll check it out. Really good waste of time. Yeah. Basically, if you have any time to waste, which apparently I do. So there's that. Um, what's what's next? Um, that's all I got for what I've been watching. Where are we at on time? Uh, one forty. Okay. Do you want to do? Um, we had a, a viewer suggestion to do the Star Wars viewing episode order conversation. Do you want to do that? We do. Yeah. Sure. All right. So we got a. Um, this is kind of a. Um, a debated topic in the Star Wars community for yes. years. For years, it has been. Um, when we had a, a listener write in that he would be interested to hear what our our thoughts were on mm-hmm. the best way to view the Star Wars movies, the best order to view them in. So um, I kind of brought up a couple different ones that are um, talked about. Um, but before we talk about those, just without any previous knowledge. Yes. What do you think? Uh, just like just spitballing here. Yeah. I mean, I immediately uh, is a super generic answer. I immediately want to say that you'd watch it one through, you know, nine. Really? Whenever nine comes out. That that's so what that's I want to say. Consider the like that's the way but that George Lucas would suggest apparently but to watch them is episode one through right the rest. But the way I have watched them and the way I feel like is the way you should watch them technically is the way they were released. So you watch the original trilogy and then you watch the next three and then you watch the newest ones. Yeah. That seems right to me only because that's the way I've always watched them. And if that's the way I feel like the story is told, I, I don't care what George Lucas said. George Lucas did right by making the first three movies and creating the world after that not so much right you know he's actually been somewhat of a hindrance to star wars i don't know about that but i would yeah why not why hasn't he been what has he created in the star wars world since the original trilogy that has been positive um since the original trilogy yeah i mean the prequels those are positive notes, you think? I think so. You do. To me, all Star Wars is positive. Okay. Yeah, I mean generally yes. And and I've always I've never not been excited for a Star Wars anything. No, absolutely. You know, not. and I never will not be excited for a Star biggest, Wars. What would you consider your biggest Star Wars letdown? My biggest Star Wars letdown would be um Anakin Skywalker. No, like which movie? Like Star Wars movie letdown. Um, probably the the number one, the first of Phantom Menace. Yes, really. It yeah. At the time, it wasn't. But looking no, back, no, I'm saying at the time. Oh, okay. Well, 
it's it's weird because it was different time periods of my life. So for sure. when the when episode one came out, the Phantom Menace, I was so excited for another Star Wars movie. It was not a letdown. That's exactly how I Clo- feel. Clone Wars came out and it was not a letdown because I wanted another Star Wars movie. Oh boy, Clone. Oh yeah. Okay, I thought you were talking about the animated Clone Wars movie. No, that the, was not good. The second one and the second movie and then. Um, I maintain the- that I love Attack of the Clones. I still love that movie. Yeah. I'm genuinely uh, surprised when it's constantly rated the worst, one of the worst movies. See, and I don't think it is one of the worst movies. I think The Phantom Menace that shouldn't really even be included. A lot of people don't. I don't. It. I don't. I, and I agree. I don't think it should be included because it really doesn't do anything for the Star Wars story. You do, yes, you get to see where Anakin comes from, but... You do get the, a couple things. You get um, Qui-Gon Jinn. It's a good character. He he doesn't continue on after that. There's no reason to know about him. Right. It doesn't do anything for the Skywalker story. Nothing. It just, it just shows you that Ben Kenobi was trained by Qui-Gon Jinn, and he gets killed right off the bat. And he does literally nothing to prove that he's a Jedi Master besides die. Yeah. And then give you wisdom. Okay. Well, that's not much. And then and then he's literally forgotten about. He's never really even talked about after that. So it, it's it's a waste of storyline in my world. Right. Like why not put something in there that's that do, has an impact, you know? Hone more in on Obi-Wan, which they do do a lot, yeah. but I mean, he's one of the main he's one of the biggest main characters. That's the guy you need to learn about. Not Qui-Gon. Yeah. You know, and even Darth Maul really isn't that big of a character. He's he's cool. Becomes a great character later on. Yeah. In, outside of the movies. But we're just talking movies yeah. here. So in the movie realm, so basically, not, not that big of a deal. So you've touched on the two. So the two biggies, obviously, are release order. God. So, listen, you know, I, watching but I would still say four, my five, six, one, two, three, and then on. Yes. So that's release order. Um, and then episode order. So which out of those two? I would say release order. I would agree. Totally. Yeah. Without a, a, without a moment's hesitation. Right. Because I don't know why it just seems to be the way that it feels the most natural. Yeah, that exactly. That's a good point. Like the natural order of the star Wars world is, is that way. Treat the prequels as that as Mm -hmm. prequels. Yeah. I think the most important thing is in if somebody's never watched it um the most important thing is to preserve the shock value yes yes that comes in in episode five yeah in in empire yeah exactly and that's why i was gonna say is like you don't get the same you don't get the same effect of star wars that anakin is darth vader no no, it ruins the story to, in my world. It ruined the story if you watch it one, one through five, right? Like if you watch those original movies, it ruins. Right. It ruins four, five, or uh, three, four, and five. No, no, four, five, and six. A big Sorry. argument against release order is that um, it's almost impossible to watch unless you have the originals, like I do on VHS. Yeah, it's me too. almost impossible to get the unupdated original versions of four, five, and six. They've been remastered uh, sometime in the nineties and they put, um, the Hayden Christensen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. In return of the Jedi. 
They in, did? Oh, yeah. Remember in the scene at the end when they have um, Obi-Wan and Yoda as Force ghosts? Yes. They edit out the original Darth Vader under the mask, Anakin, and they put in young Anakin. Boy, I don't remember that. Yeah, they did that. Yep. That's... See, that was a George Lucas thing. My computer. George Lucas did that, and I don't agree with the way he was taking the story. And I guess that's hard to say because he's the creator of it, right? So how do you say the creator's wrong? Well, it makes sense from a holistic standpoint when you got the... um, Yeah, well, we're not into holistic medicine, okay? But when you get the prequels that come out and... um, you know, well, I, let's go back to my original question. I was asking you what your biggest letdown was. I believe my biggest letdown in Star Wars movies actually was a movie that I quite enjoyed, and that was uh, Solo. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty good. I liked that movie. I did. It didn't really feel like a Star Wars movie to me, though. Mm, um, and I just, no. it was kind of a letdown. So, anyway, the kind of topic that we were talking about here is. There's a third entry in Star Wars viewing order options that's arisen in popularity yes. recently, and I'm pulling it up right now, but it is called the Machete Order. Correct. Do you want? This do is, you know about this? I, I do know about it, but if you have it in front of you, you could explain it a hell okay. of a lot better than I can. So, um, the Machete Order argues that, as we've said, the most important part of viewing these movies is to preserve the surprise. So... How can you ensure that a viewing order keeps its twists and surprise while introducing young Anakin before the end of Return of the Jedi? Watch them in this order. Four, so A New Hope. Mm-hmm. Um, five, Empire. That's when you get your big twist. And then from there, um, you go back and watch. They skip one for whatever reason. Yeah, they don't even they don't even put it in there. Which I don't agree with. But um, anyway, call it one. One or two. And then you go back and watch one, two, three, and then you watch Return of the Jedi. Yes. And I think there's a pretty good argument to that, to be honest, because I think the most important thing, honestly, is watching the original Star Wars movie first. Yes. And then watching Empire. And then it's fine to go back, in my opinion, go watch one, two, and three, and then get bookended with Return of the Jedi. I think that's a good order. I really do think, honestly, for me, that totally makes sense. mm Mm-hmm. Um... It does make sense in story form. Um, it, the point is, it's it's George all about, Lucas was all about this is Anakin's story. That's what he wanted. Yes, and I don't buy that. No. I think Star Wars is Luke's story. He started he started Star Wars as Luke's story. Right. He, well, he didn't in his mind apparently. Well, I mean, I think he. I think he's like reneging on what his actual story was i don't think anakin is the most interesting story no they don't show you darth vader the majority of the time right the majority of the time is following luke skywalker on his adventure right so i I, and maybe that's just the way that we viewed them in but but how can he come back and say it's all about anakin skywalker when they don't show you darth vader who is anakin skywalker it's the because the story according to george lucas is the rise fall and redemption of anakin skywalker Huh. i don't see it that way he's the one that brings balance to the force really yeah no I, i i get it i just 
Do you really, do you believe that that's the case? No, that's what I'm saying. I, yeah, I don't I, believe that. Um, to me, it's Luke's story, and I think they've doubled down on that with the last three movies. Yes, absolutely. last two movies, soon to be three movies. Yeah. Um, this one, they're arguing for skipping episode one because basically it's just jumping on the bandwagon of episode one's terrible. Yeah. I don't think episode one is terrible. It gives you um, Natalie Portman story line which i think is good yeah but you still get it in the second one the too. whole pod racer thing is uh, it's just a unnecessary part of the story the argument that they make is that it is relevant which is what you're saying it's irrelevant to it's the com- saga completely irrelevant like you don't get do you don't get anything about anakin skywalker being good at fixing machines after he's become a jedi at all right you know, or into Jedi training. It's not like he upgrades his lightsaber or does anything with any other droid after that. You know, after they say he he created C three PO. Right. Um, none of that's ever spoken of again. C three PO doesn't even act like he knows who he is. Huge loophole. Yeah, I don't. That's unnecessary to me. So no midichlorians. <laughs> yeah, the whole midichlorian thing is a joke. No virgin birth. Mm-mm. Which is also dumb. Very dumb. So there's another, this is kind of skipping around, but on Reddit there is a proposed watching, like a viewing order where they say you, it's like grouping the first six movies in three parts. So you watch one and two, and then it says optional after two, you watch uh, Rogue One, and then four and five. And then three and six. And that's to preserve the storyline and preserve the surprise of, you know, what Anakin becomes. And then he's so you're just thinking of like, you're like, well, Anakin was Luke's. Well, you you would know that he was his father, right? Because they mentioned that, I think, in in episode four. Not that Darth Vader is, but they mentioned that Anakin is. So you would have already gotten some Anakin. Yeah. Gotcha. Yes. Yeah, that's all right. Um, I definitely am in favor of including Rogue One. Yeah, I am too because Rogue One's talked about obviously, or like the the whole mission, uh, you know, to get the plans of the Death Star are talked about. Yeah. So I think Rogue One is kind of essential to that. I think it would be really great to see in between the movies. Yeah. I think that'd be pretty cool now that we have it. So my here's what I'm going to say is my preferred viewing order. Okay. Rogue One first. Episode four. Episode five. Wait, Rogue One first. Yeah, because okay. it directly it's a direct prequel to Episode four. Yeah, yeah. So let's throw it in there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I completely agree, and that's what this one's talking about. And I I like this Rogue One Episode four, Episode five, Episode six to me, and then go back and watch one, two, and three. So original viewing order, just adding Rogue One. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I, that's what I think is the best. I, the one downside to that is the production value is going to take a massive dip going from Rogue One to Episode Four. Yeah, for sure. But you just got to take that with a grain of salt. But yeah, but uh, you can't change the times. Might not be able to take that with a grain of salt. So maybe the best way is to go with the original trilogy first. That way, they're not focusing on the fact that it's. So do you do the original trilogy and then Rogue One and then the first three? Oh. Um. Because if you don't, if you don't do it that way, then you are just going by theatrical. I don't think release. Rogue One 
technically now that I think about it is essential. It's a, it's not necessarily a standalone it's story. It's like more but info. It is. It's just, it's just adding a little bit story to it. You know, like a, it's like a, what do you I, want to call I, I it? It's like this, a, but if an I'm, offshoot. Yeah. If I'm going to go back and watch Star Wars, all of it, I'm probably going to watch it in viewing order in episode release or in uh I'm probably going to watch it one, two, three. I've never watched it all in one shot like that. I've never watched one, two, three, four, five, six, I have. seven, I, eight. I did when I was introducing Marley to Star Wars. We watched it one, two, three, four, five, six. See, and then. But she never got to. Um, I don't think she ever got to Empire. Oh, the best one. I know. Oh my gosh. And she didn't get to it? Yeah. She's got to watch that movie. Yeah, I know. So Amy's watched the original tr- trilogy uh, as a, when she was a kid. Her dad loves it, um, the original trilogy. They watched it all the time. But since then, they've really never watched any of them. Right. And even Amy, I don't know I don't know if she's caught up because I, I know she's seen Rogue One. She forgets, though. See, I, I bring these things up to her, and she's like, oh, wait, which one's that? Right. I say Rogue One. We just watched that not too long ago. Yeah, but is Luke in that one? No, Luke's not in that one. Do you think seven and eight are vital? No. No, I don't think so at all I don't either. think so, which is kind of sad to say. It feels like completely different. It's it's a different generation. Yeah. You know, so it is, even though it's part of the same story, it's a different generation of people and somewhat. Solo is not at all. I wouldn't throw that in the mix. No. That's just confusing things. I would agree with that being a letdown. I didn't know we were bringing that into the mix. I thought we were just talking about original movies like right. Skywalker. Saga movies. Saga, yeah. Yeah. So my choice is... I wouldn't do the machete order myself. No, I wouldn't either. I, 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 just, I feel like it's... First of all, I mean, as somebody has already seen it, I definitely wouldn't do that order. Yeah, I wouldn't either. I think it's not, I don't think that's good for the story. I think you do have to keep all of them as much as I don't like the Phantom Menace, really, because it doesn't add to the story. You still kind of need it. I think you need it. And if if the goal here is showing it to kids, yeah, I think that though production value in those movies... Which we're going to be doing. ...is more current. Like, I'm going to force all of my children to watch all of these movies. Yeah, well, I mean, Cash has seen... Most of them. See, the boys, my boys haven't them. really seen any of them because just because they've all, like, I've brought it up, like, let's watch this. They just don't have the attention span to sit down. Well, he's like, watched. It seems the, like Cash watches movies really well. He does. He's watched um, most of them when he was younger, but he probably doesn't even remember now. I was going to say. Uh, he, he, lo- <laughs> he loved the new one, like Force Awakens and Last Jedi. He likes those. He watches those. If, it, if he was going to watch anything, he'd probably watch those. Yeah. Um, it it would be now that you say it. It is really hard to get kids to watch an older movie like four, five, and six. Yeah, because just because of the production value. But then again, like my kids don't seem to be bothered by no, that because they love the, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The production value is not that bad. No, it doesn't feel that dated. The only thing that feels dated to me that is is hard to watch are the lightsaber fights. Oh, really? Yeah. Have, do you remember the lightsaber fight between Obi Wan and Darth Vader? Well, yeah, that's not really much of a fight, though. But the no, it's not. Later it's, ones between Darth Vader and Luke aren't bad. It's hard. It's hard to watch that one. 
Obi-Wan and Darth Vader. It's literally like what you would do in your backyard with sticks. Yeah. You know, I mean, clearly for kids, the most fun one is probably Return of the Jedi. There's a lot of action. There's a lot going on. Yes. And it's it's funny. There's humor. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of like different aliens that make funny noises. You know what I mean? And do things that would in that kids would enjoy. Parts of Empire are great for kids. Like the whole Hoth scene. And that movie got kind of uh, shit on because of that. Because it was kind of goofy. Yeah. Originally, like well, when the it goofy came out. parts are probably my least favorite parts of that movie. Yeah, I love the first scene on oh, yeah. on Tatooine with Jabba. Oh yes, I and mean that's that's what makes that movie. Yeah, I really like Luke coming back to the whole scene of the crime, like to get Han. Oh yeah, that's like, uh, that's awesome. It's amazing. It's a really good movie, and uh, the Hoth scene is great for kids because it's very Hoth is the best part <laughs> yeah. of Star Wars. Yeah, I hate snow. But I, I like that. Yeah. I like the whole oh Empire is just really good. And I'm, I've had this battle in my mind ever since we've ranked uh, like movies, you know, like how I ranked Rogue One so high. And I'm still in a battle on what is my favorite, if it's Rogue One or Empire. Yeah. Like I put Empire up there and then we have the argument of why, like when we did uh, Snarf Madness, you know, and Rogue One, spoilers, wins it all. Yeah. And, uh, for you, for me, it did. Yeah. You, what do you have? Like Toy Story three or something? <laughs> no, I think I had gardens in the galaxy. <laughs> you did. Yeah. I know. I'm just giving you shit. Cause you had Toy Story three, like trouncing everything. Um, it didn't make it to the finals. It got pretty dang close. I don't remember. That's, I don't even remember that. That feels like an Oh, Snarf ago. Madness. We did that on our podcast. <laughs> it was a big, like 10 week thing. Yeah, that's right. Seven weeks, I, I can't think. can't wait to do it again next year. Yeah, we're going to do it again next week. So, for our <laughs> listeners that are interested, um, I like I'm this. not biting on the machete order. No, I'm not either. I wouldn't suggest it's too it. too convoluted, convoluted for me. Um, I like this order that is proposed on Reddit with uh, 1, 2, 4, 5, 3, 6. Yeah. I like it. 1, 2, 4, 5, 3, Six. six yeah yeah i could i could i could go for that i think it's kind of a good idea well just first of all if we're talking about kids i'm probably not jumping to show them rogue one it's rogue one's a no. little gritty um for kids so i would probably go with because it's going like flashbacks here with the with the one two and then you have the four five you're jumping ahead in the story to see luke and how how that goes on with luke and darth vader you do get the backstory of anakin having a kid and that Luke is his kid, but you don't, I, I still don't think it spoils the whole, like, I'm your father thing. Yeah. You know? Here's what I'm doing. I've changed my mind. I'm officially going with release order. You're officially going with re- release order. My preferred. I I do agree. Four, five, six, one, two, three. That's my official choice. And... I stand behind that. I, I, I will too. That's, that's the way I would watch it. That's the way I've always watched it. Like I said, I've literally never watched the one through six in a row. Yeah. That order. I've never done it that way. I think Maybe that's the best way. Show them the older stuff first. That way they don't get spoiled by the new production value. Right. And it's not hard to do. It's like two different movies really anyway. Two different series. Is. Yeah. Just like this new trilogy is like a. They're all completely different. They're, they're three parts. Right. Three parts to the story. 
the prequels don't really feel like prequels. It's a different story. It is. Even though, I mean, it is. So, that's what I'm going with. Okay, I agree. That's what I'm going with as well. Theatrical release, it is. Theatrical release. Did you have uh you don't have a what's in the box? I don't. No. Oh. I didn't bring one. Didn't go home. Oh, you didn't. Oh, I have okay. not been home. I have a a real quick just like what's in the Ooh, package. What's in the package? So From Amazon again. It is from Amazon. I, I do a, have actually, you know what? If we got some time, I got a what's in my book bag. Uh we're at two two hours and three minutes. Perfect. Hurry up. So don't start what's in the bag. Okay. I opened the bag. The bag is open. And Chris has his own bag. Yep. Okay. All right. You ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready. What's in that bag? So this so I already knew what was in the bag prior. Um and but you don't. So this ties into an episode we had where we happened to interview a man that writes stuff. Oh, yeah, Jason Inman. His name was Jason Inman. And he was talking about and promoting at the time a book that he had written and it was going to be released. And I had pre-ordered that book directly after that episode. And I received it today. It's called Super Soldiers, a salute to the comic book heroes and villains who fought for their country. Yeah. So it's based off of like superheroes, but it also ties into like his time in the military. Um, I'm just going to read the back really quick because it gives a synopsis basically of the book. Uh, It says a celebration of comic book military heroes, a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. Jason Inman rediscovers his childhood love of comic books during the long days at the Talil Air Base in southern Iraq. He couldn't help but ask why so many comic book comic books were filled with service members. Is is it their loyalty to everyday citizens and the never ending quest for justice? The men and women who lace up their boots and sacrifice their lives know the battle can change a person. What kinds of soldiers were these fictional characters and how were they changed by war? Kind of right up my alley. Yeah, totally. If, if you know me. So uh, I'm definitely I'm definitely into this. I want to read it, see what it's all about. I know it has stories of like his deployment along with uh, it talks about like, you know, Beetle Bailey, Captain America, um, all of the people that are based in like a military type. Yeah, I would venture a guess um, here that um, the majority of comic book characters um, that we know and love today were written by, you know, veterans of World War II. Yeah, um, because absolutely, most lots of people at the time fought in that war. So, and this stuff all came about mostly in the '60s and. And I, th- those guys would have been. He's got a really good little thing here from Brad Meltzer, and Brad Meltzer is a Brad hell Meltzer. of a writer, amazing writer, amazing and, book writer, and comic book and writer. comic book writer. But he said, finally, someone takes a deep deep dive into two of our best American institutions, from a Captain America to the rest of the elite unit. Get ready to salute. Sounds great. So I'm going to read this book and give you. Um, uh, a review of it. And definitely buy it. It's not it. huge by Jason any means. was kind enough to be on our podcast. Yeah. He has a great podcast of his own called Geek History Lesson. And everybody should support his work because he, he's trying to make it happen. Yeah, absolutely. He's doing what we want to be involved with, you know. And it's a really good podcast. You should and listen we live to that in a, We live in a world now 
where people need to directly support yeah creative I mean, people that are doing and not necessarily you know i i like that he's out there uh, creating stuff this chapter is going to be my chapter it's called sergeant rock so that's a dc character mm-hmm. that uh it's he's like the nick fury nick fury yeah, yeah. And it says, it's chapter 10, Sergeant Rock, the strength of an enlisted man. Nice. That's me, Sergeant Snyder. That's what I got out as. <laughs> there you go. But yeah, it looks cool. I'm glad I got it. I was getting like email alerts from Amazon for like the last week that this yeah. was available and going to be delivered. So I'm kind of excited that it came in. Dan Aykroyd actually has a thing on here. That's crazy. Inman demonstrates vividly and entertainingly how the superhero Pantheon is firmly rooted in the disciplines, lore, and traditions of American combatants throughout history. Wow. That's Dan Aykroyd. That's deep. Yeah. That's kind of... How do you get Dan Aykroyd to read this book? I don't know. That's crazy. I didn't think he was like that into... Doesn't he just like make vodka now? Doesn't he make Crystal Skull vodka? He does? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Crystal Skull vodka, I think is his. No kidding. Yeah. He's big into vodka. I literally just heard that Dan Aykroyd has some sort of like diseases... Oh. That are, like, bad. Well, that stinks. Cause... Like, he's had it his whole life, though. He's just, oh. like, battled it his whole life. I'd okay. have to look that up. Somebody Google that and get back to us. On like, what, right now. On what diseases Dan Aykroyd has. From the future. <laughs> uh, what do you got, Chris? Well, it's just, it's. I know what's in the bag, but if anybody's curious what I carry around in my backpack. Yeah, I am. Because I, I'd love to know what you Anytime carry. I, um, you know, go on any trip. I throw comic books in my backpack. That's what I do. Yeah. And you're so going on a trip. Recently, I went Aren't on... Aren't you? Um, no, but recently oh. I went on a trip. I can't remember where I went. Iceland. Yeah, Iceland. That's right. Mm-hmm. And I packed this book bag that has my laptop on it, and I threw some comics in it. I don't remember it's in there. Okay. So let's check it out. Yeah, let's see. Graphic novels, I should Or uh, trade paperbacks. Um, Saga of Swamp Thing. Mm-hmm. Volume one. I have like uh, three of yours in the basement that I just pulled out recently. Oh, really? Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, Paper Girls, volume one. Nice. That's a good one. Did you read all that? Nope. I haven't oh. read it yet. Uh, Batman White Knight. That's. Did you finish that? Because I need it. I have not finished it. Give it to me. Um, and Saga of Swamp Things, book two and three. Two and three right there. Look at that. So this is... A hefty amount of weight. That is a lot of reading. This is what I carry around in my backpack. If and, anybody's curious, and you don't read them, I, I, do. <laughs> I do read them. I, do. I just asked you two out of the four or five that are there, There's and you're a like, "Lot there." Nope, nope, didn't read that. I was reading Swamp Thing. That's Which ones? Book one. Oh, yeah, that's a good read. Um, wherever I packed that for to go on a trip, I didn't end up getting to read. Oh, you know what? I was. <laughs> I had to go. I was in. I had a couple days. I, I had to spend in the hospital. Not not for me, but right. I was in the waiting room. So I brought those that, for that. It's a good idea. But I ended up not really being able to read because a lot of family members were there. And right. We ended up, I didn't have time to read. So. And you can't be like, oh, hey, hang yeah, on a hang second. Hang on, I'm like, going to read don't, this camic book. <laughs> don't speak to me. I've got a camic book to read, okay? <laughs> I'm sharing it. I can't go meet with the doctor because I'm reading a camic book. <laughs> I, get a, I get a ketchup on my swamp thing. <laughs> what is right? this accent? <laughs> it's your accent. This is exactly how Chris talks on a daily basis. You should hear him talk to kids in T-ball. Um, excuse me. Uh, can you step in through, please? Excuse me. Get into <laughs> the dig. Um, fe- <laughs> what was I going to say? Um, excuse me. Ready 
position. Mini position. Okay. Get your glove on the ground. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's Chris on a day-to-day that basis is. right there. That's exactly what I sound like. All right, guys. I think we're at uh, the end of our journey. Episode 30 is a wrap. It's a riot, folks. Yeah. For Snarf Talk. I'm Jerry. And I'm Chris. Peace. See you.